0: I went to a
1: marvelous party. Max, most people don't even know the facts. The underlying go with ideas their gut and don't have enough depth to last Care's an entire about season. <laughs> Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time.
2: Fine, you first, Eric. <laughs>
1: Tonight's live cast is streaming to you through the Show.com with your hosts, New York Times best-selling novelist Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn.
2: Good evening. I'm Christopher Rice and I'm Eric
1: Shaw Quinn and you're listening to the Dinner Party Show's live cast for July 21st. 2013.
2: Tonight, we will not be talking about white people who think racism is over because they said so. And we will not be discussing the rank hypocrisy of radical right-wing Twitter idiots who claim the president divided the nation this past Friday because he addressed the realities of historical institutional racism. Given that the primary vocation of these soulless, fraud-pushing psychopaths is to frighten the uninformed into making death threats against people they disagree with, we think they should go back to some supplying their drooling zombie followers with fake photographs of Trayvon Martin that depict him as being twice his actual size and covered in surgically implanted AK-47s. In the meantime, those of us with a brain would like to point out that the first people to succumb to race-baiting are usually racist assholes. Here, hear. hear. Mm-hmm. We
1: will also not be discussing Rick Perry's run for president in 2016. Well, not seriously. I mean, seriously? Mm-mm. In a word... Oops. Mm-hmm. But seriously, we will not be discussing the 2016 presidential race at all, because frankly, we still haven't gotten the smell out of the last one out of our hair. Suffice it to say, we are relieved that we will not have to live through Steve Cruz's week of Republican political ascendancy and the six months of Byers' remorse during their primary reality show debacle, The Real World Iowa. So he we went with Demical.
2: We will also not be discussing the fact that Geraldo Rivera tweeted a shirtless picture of himself that makes him look like a gay porn star from the early 70s, who is now in his 80s. Oh. We're all for men of all ages and sizes embracing their sexuality, but mm-hmm. not on Twitter. And not Geraldo, because he's a douchebag. <laughs> Although in the great wild west of the internet, one man's douchebag is another man's treasure trail. Oh, that'll be with me for a while. <laughs>
1: We will also not be discussing Emmy snubs for anyone connected with Parenthood, New Girl, or Orphan Black. Honestly, we didn't know the first two were still on the air, and we didn't know the third one was even a show. I did. Have you watched it? No. Well, there you go then. Also, we will not address any further reporting of hot summer weather as though it was breaking news. (laughs) It's hot. It's July. Turn on the air conditioner, hang out somewhere that has one, or go to the beach, but get over it. We believe in climate change. We believe there are real stories about actual consequences of that phenomenon. We believe that if you're having a wildfire, that is actually news. But we also believe that in a world where there is a coup and or popular uprising in a major strategic ally... A civil war raging in which chemical weapons, or for that matter just weapons, are being used on civilians and Batman will be in the next Superman movie. There is real news to report, and the fact that it's hot again this summer is not news. It's just hot. As for everything
2: else, it's still on the table on tonight's live cast. Of the Dinner Party Show. Tonight's Dinner Party Show provocation will be provided by High Priestess of the Church of the Sacred Goddess, Honoria Rawthroat. Great
0: Goddess, help us to rise above the evil suppression of a society lost in the patriarchal patronage of those other good old boy religions. Give us power over all those frightened little boys who are so intimidated by our sacred female flowers and so jealous of our powers of reproduction that they are willing to devote most of their time religious beliefs and legislative agendas to caging our vaginas and controlling our reproductive rights. We call on you sacred goddess to bring on a cold wave of female power to shrink those puny fragile little sperm dispensers back down to a size ...comparable with the petty small-mindedness of their possessors. Guide us to remember that true power lies in the source of life... ...and not in a joystick that can be easily replaced... ...by a turkey baster and a battery-powered appliance. Goddess, bring your daughters together in sisterhood. Banish the competitiveness of reality show housewives... ...and fashion magazines that fuel our suppression... ...and allow the true majority, at last... To rule a woman.
2: Are, I, you have to, like, let this go. I, see, You have seriously have I, to let this go. I just don't go.
1: understand why it is it that you... It was two fucking weeks ago. Like I, It doesn't make any difference, Christopher. On, the fact
2: is that you didn't... Are we on the air? Oh, crap. Okay, hi, I'm Christopher Rice. I'm Christopher Rice. I'm Christopher Rice. Hello, Eric Shaw Quinn. We have to do the show now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah, really. Come on. We were going to make a lot of money off of that cruise. You don't even know how much we were going to make. I didn't tell
3: you it was a lot of money. You didn't been talking tell me about anything. That's
1: the point. You did not tell me. We are business partners, and you're supposed to tell me about you stuff. You were
2: going to Hawaii. It was a free trip to Hawaii. In fact, it wasn't free. You were going to get paid very, very well. In well, fact. I didn't know that. Well, you know, money you don't know about can be a good thing, right? Okay, one okay I we have to do our show. What do I have to do to put this to bed? You have
1: to read some more of your mother's porn. No. No. Yeah, no, I think that seems fair. No. Doesn't everybody party people. What do you think don't out there? Don't
2: answer that party people. Don't
1: you think he should have to read after, for what he did to me? Don't you think he should have to read oh, some more of his mother's porn on the air? Crap. I think it seems reasonable. Oh
4: shit. I can't believe I ever agreed to Maybe this you, the show. Well, okay.
2: How much?
1: I think that the party people should decide.
4: No, uh, you, this is a
2: blatant abuse of the party people.
1: Oh, yeah. Like they like they get to pick that I spend the rest of my life joined at the hip I, with Jordan Amberson Well,
2: you know, okay. They, they seem to be enjoying it. Do that, you want a you deal know. or not? Okay, okay, okay. Fine, fine. They will get to decide how much of my mother's porn I have to read on the air, but I'm not doing it live.
1: All right. Okay. okay. Welcome to the Dinner Party Show.
2: Okay, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And welcome to the fucking dinner party show. All right, and now we're even. Now we're even. I will be reading my mother's porn later. But we have a lot to talk about. We should probably mention that Breck Artery is still on vacation.
1: Right. Breck has taken some time off from the news. <laughs> he decided that he didn't want to talk about how hot it was either.
2: <laughs> Listen- and it is, I was on the East Coast. It was really fucking hot. I'm not arguing with anybody. It is absolutely hot. I
1: totally agree. But when they stand up and say, wow, this has only happened 20 times in the last 100 years, which means 20% of the time, which is actually a rather <laughs> substantial <laughs> amount of the time, I, I just don't think that we're talking about something that's that anomalous. <laughs> last week was actually typically, statistically, the hottest week of the year. And guess what? It was hot.
2: Wait, so it's always the hottest week of yes. the year? Okay, statistically, last week in the calendar year is, is always the hottest the hottest week, week of, the
1: of the year. and it was what do you know? really hot last week. So
2: You know, every day when I come over here to the studio, I say if we begin the show by talking about the weather, the show is sunk. That's like a sign. But I do need to say, this is one of the reasons I love living in California is that we are, or I should say Southern California. We are always this tiny little corner of refuge on the weather map. It is overcast Shh, and breezy. Don't
1: tip the weather gods. Uh, well,
2: no, all the all the businesses are moving to uh, Texas. I don't know if you saw Rick Perry's ad. So we, we, we can say As many good things about (laughs) California as we want, but everybody's going to
1: Texas. God, I wish everybody, or or a lot of, I wish everybody who is anywhere that I'm trying to drive in Los Angeles would go to Texas. That would be just fine with me.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Listen.
1: I want to start. We have a little public service thing here we want to start with today to try and get us off on the right foot since we don't have Brack here to set a certain tone in the first segment. Um, I'd like to begin with a new little feature that we'll have periodically um, that we're calling. uh, We'd like to begin with uh, the dinner party show safety tip of the week.
2: Oh, fun. Really? I thought it would be helpful. All right.
1: So this is our our first safety tip of the week. Um, if the police tell you to stay in your car, even if you think the person looks like a fucking punk and you have a gun, stay in your goddamn car. Mm-hmm. This has been the Dinner Party Show safety tip of the week.
2: Absolutely, the Dinner
1: party, party Show where safety may not be job
2: one, but it's right up there. I don't, I don't remember approving that tagline, but okay. Um, yeah, I think that's a good safety tip. Don't you think? I do. I think what do you think, party people? Was that? I,
1: I just think that's you know good rule of thumb. Stay in Swear your fucking God, car. I would have. Every question in that trial, Mm -hmm. I would have ended the every, every to every person that I was interviewing, if I was the prosecution in that trial, I would have ended by, like they're interviewing the medical person about the injuries on the back of Mr. Zimmerman's head. Mm -hmm. I would have said, and do you think he would have sustained these injuries if he'd stayed in his car?
2: Right. Exactly. Like, that's
1: how I would have concluded every single interview with every single witness in the entire trial. Like... If he'd stayed in his car, none of it would have happened. Mm -hmm. I just think that makes him culpable.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You can't
1: get out, stalk somebody, pursue them, pick a fight, and then shoot them and be okay about it. I just... Yeah. I I cried. I cried Mm -hmm. when I heard that, that. So I guess that... Probably Breck would have addressed that if
2: he'd been I, here. I think he probably would have. He might also have addressed the gun factor of it. Like, why did this man who was not a law enforcement law enforcement personnel feel yeah, like licensed to carry a factor. firearm around if, his neighborhood? If he hadn't had a gun, nobody would be there. Something dead. that you pointed out earlier in the week that I think is an important fact, and I know you're not the first one to point it out. Trayvon Martin lived in this neighborhood. Trayvon Martin was one of the people George Zimmerman was supposed to be protecting Absolutely. and looking out for. It was a
1: complete fail.
2: You know, and I just think the whole notion of a stand-your-ground law is insane. If we literally enshrine the right of people to shoot people who frighten them, we're all going to die with a bullet in our brains because well, we all seem to be terrified of each other all the time.
1: As the secretary general said, as Eric Holder the said. General, uh, the yes. attorney general, I'm sorry. The <laughs> secretary drifted, general. You've
2: drifted into an episode of Star Trek
5: for a bit. What is the secretary <laughs> the general? Secretary I don't even know what that means. The too much general, British crime drama. I guess
1: so, yes. But anyway, as he said, this is not an area of the law where we're, where we're having difficulty enforcing it. Self-defense is not a difficult Right. It isn't a challenging no. aspect of the law. Right. So it doesn't really need to be expanded. I think what's also worth noting is that the Stanger Ground laws were written, not, not just simply advocated for, but actually written. By the NRA, Jesus. so it is, and then put on the books in Florida, and then once they got it on the books in Florida, they proliferated it through the rest of the of the country. There are twenty three states now with Mother these laws, which are actually designed to sell more guns. Jesus. They're not actually designed for anybody's safety, because that's job one at the NRA is to sell more guns. The people who finance the NRA make guns. I understand that. I mean, the people who finance the California Cheese Board make cheese. I, I, I you know, I, I'm not begrudging them the right, but I don't know that we all need to be held hostages to other people's economic rights.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know of any legislation that Walmart has written lately, but there probably is there some, probably if you look closely enough. It
1: involves not giving your employees health care. Or... Yeah,
2: exactly. They're currently protesting any, any notion that they uh, raise the minimum wage or that they go above minimum wage for their employees, most of whom are uh, currently forced to rely on food stamps. Um, also in Florida, you were uh, noticing some interesting stories about some crashing dr- <laughs> Drones, apparently. I swear to God. We should just saw Florida a loose, cast it adrift, and let Cuba have it. Have you seen there is a Twitter account called Florida Man and it just retweets every crazy headline with Florida Man in the title? <laughs> Florida Man found held up in hotel room with seven hundred thousand Legos. Speaking of Legos, a little shout out to our sound designer, Brandon Griffith, who just returned from Comic-Con San Diego, where he moderated a panel that was attended by, I think, 400 people. Yes,
1: he's quite the Lego celebrity. Lego is an art form. He was on the cover of Brick Magazine.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I, I think a better title for the uh, panel would have been Lego is a Feeling. Yeah. People laughed earlier. Feel you, the Lego. <laughs> you came and nobody laughed. Feel the laughed.
1: Lego man. Yeah, no, Sorry. I kill, I'm no fun at all. That's what everybody <laughs> says. That Eric, he's just no fun.
2: <laughs> no, I just, uh, you didn't find me funny. But uh, listen, um, we did our shout out to Brandon. Brandon, will you keep, okay, we, we mentioned you on the air, like you asked us to. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, no, he didn't ask us to mention him at all. He's blushing furiously right now as we say this. Um a Drone,
1: yeah, and uh, PS, uh, Dan Savage will not be on the show this week. Yeah, despite apparently, we were running the Dan Savage the promo, promo all week because our technician, our technical director, was out of town. Our <laughs>
3: entire show had to be reorganized <laughs> for
2: Comic Con. That should tell you who our demographic is, who our staff is, and who's, who we are. Who's
1: actually running? My this mother was actually at Comic Con, yes, she did a great signing. Everybody was at Comic
2: Con. I started tweeting fake Comic Con updates last night. I started saying, God, the walking. Dead Devious Maids crossover is going to be amazing. Yeah, that's
1: probably the best way to attend Comic-Con. You just, I mean, it's sort of like, yeah, I was at Woodstock. Like, who's going to be able to, <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah, Absolutely,
1: I was at Comic-Con. It was amazing. Yeah, I went to this booth with, and you could just say anything. Yeah, absolutely. We signed 10,000 10, signatures. I signed 10,000 books. Yeah, right? Like, who's gonna, prove it. Prove yeah, I that know. I wasn't there.
2: But listen, I, I'm sorry. I got off the point. We were talking about um, drones in Florida. Apparently, there's been a rash yes. of drone crashes <laughs> on a remote, <laughs> highway in Florida.
1: I you know like I think that the definition of remote might be something that people want to look into it. It may seem remote to you if you're at the Pentagon. <laughs> But if you actually live on Highway 98 in the panhandle in Florida, you might not think it's so fucking remote that they could just close it for a
2: while, waiting to see if the self-destruct
1: mechanism goes off or not.
5: Walk
2: us through what's happening. These drones are just crashing, right? They're test drones and they're bursting into flame and falling out of the the sky.
1: The Air Force or the Navy or whoever the hell it is has taken some old planes which you may or may not know about, and they have made them into drones. They have built, I'm, I don't know, I know
2: about all robot
1: pilots oh, or they, something in an old plane. So then the old plane can be flying and they can use it for target practice or for some other thing. But it's an old plane. So apparently in the te- every Wednesday in Florida they test one of these things and— for the last couple of Wednesdays, they've gone. To, those tests have gone down in flames. One of them crashed in a fireball in the Gulf of Mexico just off the coast, and people called, very alarmed, because, you know, nobody from the Air Force or whoever right. bothered to tell people that, oh, oops, we accidentally crashed one. So they were calling the newspaper. They, and the they said they have everything
2: under control, right? Yeah, well,
1: you know, I, once again, I think we're back at defining terms. Like, if everything is under control, there are not fireballs plunging out of the sky. We don't have to close Highway 98 because a drone crashed there during rush hour traffic. P.S. I don't know how rushy the traffic is on Highway yeah. 98 and the Panhandle, but just the same. Everybody was rushing to fish. And yeah, they said, my favorite was, there's a self-destructive, mechanism in the planes, just in case, which apparently is, yeah, uh, most of the time, case, or at least what? Wednesdays, in case everything is not so under control, but despite what they you, might you say. Then you blow
2: it up as it plummets to earth into a condo high-rise well, on the they, beach?
1: They didn't actually have time to blow up the one that crashed off <gasps> Highway 98 oh, no. remote, though it may be, right. and so they've had to close remote Highway 98 because the um, the self-destruct mechanism hasn't blown up yet, and they don't know if it's going to. Oh, my God. So they said to people, well, don't worry about it. The battery will run down in around 24 hours. So either there will be an explosion, <laughs> or you just won't be able to drive. Everything will be fine once the plane blows up.
4: <laughs> All right.
1: And that, so that's apparently the new um, working definition of... Everything is under control Everything. at the Air Force.
2: Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> your tax your defense tax dollars at work.
2: Everything is under control. All right. Well speaking of control back here at home or what is home for you and I, you and me, Eric Sharquin. There's a new series on Showtime of which we are both big fans called Ray Donovan. It premiered about three oh, weeks ago. God, I
1: love that show. And I love Ann Biderman. I love Southland. I will miss it so.
2: Yes, and we should say here that Ann Biderman, who created Ray Donovan, created <laughs> Southland. Christopher
1: and Eric pronounced things
2: two different ways this week.
1: <laughs> debacle? Really? Debacle? I think so. I don't know. And I, detrit- think
2: I had detritus, and you said it's detritus. Detritus, I, was... I think. Actually. I had some but detritus think with... on my foot that I sprayed
1: or debacle for debacle it. is, I think you get, to pick okay. on that one, I think it's one of those, but maybe I'm wrong. You're maybe very I'm pronouncing it wrong.
2: You're very British. Anyway, I, I, I think it's Anne Biederman. because i from Natchitoches. All those boys from Natchitoches are very. You British. watch all that damn British television, you know, are calling everyone that. mum. There is that because of the commander. Anyway, uh, glad the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against We Don't Know What lately. Yeah, it's, right. Um, is going after the pilot of Ray Donovan because they claim it is intolerant and disrespectful to transgender people in the oh, transgender God's community. Uh, now we're going to discuss the pilot in some detail here. So if you haven't seen this show, um, a what are you doing? This pilot was on. Really, four you weeks should ago.
1: totally watch it.
2: Yeah. Um and. Uh, okay, here's what basically the show is about: a Hollywood fixer. It's about a former or the son of a former it's mafia. Just so, amazing, and his world it's is about
1: the uh, kind of the underbelly of Hollywood. Yes. It's the the other side of the getting it done of the business of Hollywood.
2: Exactly. And so the world of it is very morally ambiguous. It's very noir. It's very, he's an, Lee Schreiber plays an anti-hero, really. I don't think
1: there's much ambiguity. These people are on the wrong side of the law. There doesn't seem to be on the wrong side of morality. These are not the best people in the world. It's a pretty seedy group of human beings, like a gangster movie or anything else. You know, it depicts not the best people.
2: Exactly. And so uh, let me go with the short version for this, but you can find the statement on Glad's website but i uh, yeah. a
1: specialty here at the dinner party show <laughs> no,
2: the really. short version like we always try for the soundbite and end up in the narrative uh the um there is a schmuck character he's a hollywood jerk he's a slick a lot,
1: but there's this one particular and
2: one. he says he uses the word tranny and he uses some disparaging language to describe the fact that one of the studio's big stars was caught with a transgendered prostitute and
1: just as a note here just full disclosure I hate that word. We yeah. hate that word. We had Chaz Bono in a couple of weeks yeah. ago. We were talking about right. hating that word. He hates that word. He wants people to stop using that word. We should
2: not use that word. However, when it's used in context, and by context I do not mean the full speech that a hateful politician made, you know, that they're now asking be repeated along with their one hateful comment. Context in a fictional work has to do with who the character is, how they're treated within the context of the narrative. Um Glad says that this is character's uh, Uh, disrespectful hate speech is not refuted, and I don't think that's true. I think this character is depicted as a villainous figure. He's marginalized throughout the whole episode. Every time he calls Leif Schreiber, the guy is such a jerk, Leif Schreiber just hangs up on him. The guy's a jerk, and the things that he says which are bigoted are – they're – contextual they're 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 uh realistic for the character that he is you know if you were going to depict a clans member they're going to use racist language and this is right and art doesn't mean that to be allowed this. that but yeah. in
1: order to depict it for verisimilitude
2: verisimilitude to run its right.
1: course for there to be the free speech of that to create something that's a real environment there was a movement a couple of years ago to try and take tom sawyer and huckleberry right. finn off of library shelves or to Actually, censor the books and change the language Mm -hmm. because they depict racist people from a time in history. Right. I'm not in favor of using that word. I think Paula Dean has made it clear to us all that we should not use that word. Mm -hmm. Um, But. I don't think we should ban we, those books. We
2: have to be able to depict racism to a certain degree. We have to be able to depict unsavory characters. When it comes to the gay community, I have always been in favor of, and this may be something I stole from you in terms of sound bites. If we're going to accept our Michelangelos, we have to accept our Jeffrey Dahmers as being part of the spectrum of what gay people are, as, as being part of the diversity. Absolutely, but
1: we well, they're they're going to be gay villains, and yeah. I don't think there's. In fact, I was really sorry when they took the gay villain. They stratified the gay. Villain on uh what was revenge. That show? revenge. I stopped watching the show.
2: Right, absolutely over the, they
1: got rid of the gay villain who I thought was like, ooh, cool, a gay villain. Excellent. Um, well, I tell you that the thing that I have the biggest problem with is like, what the hell is Glad up to these days? Like, what is their 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 mission statement? I, I think we are evolving as a community, and I think that organizations like GLAD need to try and Update themselves. We uh, raised the point recently about a television show where an historical, an actual historical gay figure was just completely stripped of his sexuality in order to conform to whatever sexual norms or bigotry um, that the producers felt would improve the ratings of the show. That, to me, is an actual instance of defamation. We wrote
2: to Glad. We encouraged our. Um, but say why it is it defamation, to, and I, I don't disagree with you. I think it's important to say why, because the effect of that is well, so it profound. Well, what that
1: does is it denies, in the avocation of this show, the a uh, gay person from having right. a hero character on the show. It denies the... The fact that there are gay significant gay historical
2: figures—it takes away a role model. For it takes gay away youth, and
1: absolutely it's, takes it's away profound. a role model, and that to me is a far worse form of actual defamation. You depict some Hollywood douchebag as using the T word. Well, that's you know that I, I think it's horrible, but that's kind of how I would guess a douchebag would talk. Well, here that's I, what they were depicting. But if you depict somebody, if you take a, an actual gay, it's like taking. Uh, making a movie about Harriet Tubman or Frederick Douglass and making them white people because you want to make a movie and it'll play better with a larger audience. It won't offend any bigots. Like right. I, just, I, I think that's offensive and I think that's defamation.
2: Okay. Here's the mission statement, right? GLAAD amplifies the voice of the LGBT community by empowering real people to share their stories, holding the media accountable for the words and images they present, and helping grassroots organizations communicate effectively. By ensuring that the stories of LGBT people are heard through the media, GLAAD promotes understanding, increases acceptance, and advances equality. I find that to be a muddy mission statement. And
1: GLAAD never responded to our. We never heard a word. Never had one word. They never said anything, not anything, about that very offensive, very defamous. 13 episode television show. This isn't a show about. Which has somebody been renewed for a T second word. season. Yeah. yeah. Ray Donovan is not a show about people using the, the T word. And, it is about. And.
2: Ray Donovan's second episode depicted a transgender character in crisis, who Ray Donovan ultimately reaches out to and helps. And it ra- was, yeah, you know, and it was like, did no one at Glad see this episode before they launched this broadside against the pilot episode? And and Biederman who created Southland, also created the character of John Cooper, who is one of the most nuanced, complex, and sophisticated gay male characters to be on TV recently. He Ever. was a total stereotype busting gay police officer with real issues addiction issues that were related to a physical injury and not just related to his sexuality so it was like did anybody think about this you know before they issued this attack i just there, there are a lot of weird things going on at glad recently they've gone through two executive directors two high profile very telegenic executive directors right. very quickly uh we're not really clear why earned and Grattick was out so quickly but he wasn't there for very long and there hasn't been a big story about his departure there was a big story about the departure of the previous executive director whose name escapes me his office signed off on a, on some telecommunications legislation that the board ultimately didn't approve with. It was very sloppily handled, and, and it, but it, uh, all of this gets back to a basic thing that I hear over and over again, and you and I were talking about it this week. We don't really know what GLAD does anymore,
1: I, other than hold fundraisers and and try and make things better for um, straight people. I, I don't really see what GLAD like. GLAD is certainly right there to step up to the plate to defend Alec Baldwin, who right. I admit is a friend to the community, when he says something hideous and homophobic in his, uh, you know, like, don't use gay slurs as curse words, guys? You don't know who you're, hurt. you're hurting. You're hurting the wrong people.
2: Sure, but on that same reasoning that they defended Alec Baldwin, someone should be defending Ann Biederman over her John Cooper character on Southland, and nobody is. And if nobody there is qualified or knowledgeable enough to do that, what are they doing? They're I, the media no organization. Idea. If
1: they're not going to be police in the media yeah. for defamous uh, depiction of gay people, I, I don't know what they're... And I think that that's a bigger question. I think that as we become a more mainstream community... The organizations that are a part of that community are going to have to evolve to address that better. You and your own – I did. You used to be the the president of the board. I was the
2: the, uh, chairman of the board for the Lambda Literary Foundation and and the the proposal that I had that basically ended my relationship to the organization was that I wanted all – the work of all openly gay writers to be considered in genre-based categories like mystery, thriller, and romance. And the majority of the organization really pushed back with this idea that we needed to make a determination that they were writing gay books. And I said it was impossible for us to define specifically what gay books were. How are we defining the Gay Poetry Award, which we gave out every year? Was it poetry that was exclusively about the anatomy or or romance, romantical feelings, Feeling Romantical. towards the same sex, and I left the organization over that because I felt it was not—it was not a forward-thinking um, idea. It was not about us joining the mainstream, as you were saying, and it was not ultimately about bringing gay writers to access opportunity and publishing potential. And there's
1: nothing wrong with sticking up for gay books, but it's a—but it may be a mission that. Needs to be expanded or may need to be addressed by another organization. Like I think supporting gay authors is a worthy cause and I can see how that would be a divide in the road. And I think the same is case the case right. with GLAAD. I think either they're going to be about actually addressing defamation in the media mm-hmm. or – We're going to have to get an organization that is.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm Christopher Rice, and this is Eric Shaw Quinn, and we're not fighting anymore. He's pointing at me. And I pointed at Eric. no,
1: I'm still fighting. I'm just talking on
2: the radio now. I'm still not over it. I'll hear it later then. Well, we're going to take a short break for a word from one of our sponsors, and then we'll have a reading from Tuan, Queen of the Stars, and then we will be back. Uh, later in the show, we'll have Pauly D and Ed Marcos here from the uh, Hello <laughs> Pauly show. But first, we will be responding to questions and queries from our party people who want to know what we were up to while all we were about you. delivering specials. We'll be back in a minute. Are you sick
1: and tired of watching everyone else scarf down every deep-fried sugary treat on the holiday table while you starve yourself?
3: Damn it, Susie. How can you eat like that and never gain an ounce? I hate you.
1: Or did you give in to temptation and now you look like a sack full of Kirstie Alley?
3: I can't get my jeans past my knees. Well,
1: the folks at Weight Enders can be the secret to keeping your New Year's resolution to lose those ugly holiday pounds or to enjoying the holidays without consequences.
2: I hate consequences almost as much as I hate Susie.
1: That's right. With Weight Enders, you can eat whatever you want and lose all the weight without dieting or exercise.
3: Oh, I hate dieting and exercise more than I hate consequences, but still not as much as I hate Susie. What's our secret? Botulism. That's right. The
1: same stuff that takes the wrinkles off your forehead can take the cankles off your calves, the saddlebags off your hips, and lower your chin count to one.
3: How does it work?
1: Well, in addition to being a beauty aid powerful enough to paralyze the muscles in your face, botulism is a life-threatening form of food poisoning that will have you as dehydrated as a Victoria's Secret model faster than you can call an ambulance. Oh, science! Who knew you were so useful? And if you survive the treatment, you'll look amazing. And if you don't, who wants to be fat, right? Oh, I don't feel so good. That means it's working. You'll be tossing those Christmas cookies and Thanksgiving dinner before you know it. I
3: can't wait for Susie to see me.
1: (laughs) Maybe she can visit you at the hospital. (laughs) Weight enters. for people who'd rather be dead than on a diet. Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn.
2: Soup's on. And now it's time for astrological Astrological advice from Twan, Queen of the Stars.
1: Hey, Twan, Queen of the Stars here with the real dirt on what the constellations are up to and how you can read the signs before they read you. Oh, Virgo, if you're looking for romance, it helps to put down that mirror. The weather will not be the only source of heat this July. With Venus in Leo, now through the end of the month, you may find your personal life downright fiery, but be careful of letting your heart get mixed up with that tramp, Libra or your personal life might not be the only thing that's fiery. Under the lion's powerful influence, even the shyest among us may find ourselves kicking down the door of inhibition and storming the fortress of love. You'll not only be willing and motivated to go all out for romance, but your Leo-inspired confidence will have you expecting a passionate dividend on your investment in the bank of devotion. Mercury has slipped out of retrograde so it's all systems go for a summer of love, passion, and romance. And if you're just looking for some no-strings-attached fun, get yourself a prescription for antibiotics and give Libra a call. Ask anyone for the number. Anyone. Till next time, this is Twan reminding you to watch out for the stars. listening to the dinner party show with christopher rice and eric shaw quinn and now it's time for the soup brought to you by your perpetually victimized gay brother
2: i will have you know that i am writing a play about all of you
1: the dinner party show keep listening if you've got the stomach for it so christopher Uh would you rather read your mother's porn or eat a bug
2: Oh, my God. That's yeah, the choice. Paul
1: suggested, one of the party people, suggested that you should have to eat something gross.
2: And you went to Bugs immediately. I think that's gross. I don't know. That's brain? that sort Was...
1: of, what's that horrible show,
2: The Fear Factor? Fear Factor. But I like how you put the in front of everything. Like, never mind.
1: That's not the name of it? No, Fear Factor. Oh, yeah. No, that's a southern thing. I'm going to the Target. The Target. I was going to say I'm going to the old. Piggly Wiggly. I'm going to the yeah. – it's a southern
2: thing. The Barnes &
1: Noble. It's not an old thing. It's a it, southern thing. You know the South is very old. And I'm very old, too, but that's not what that thing is.
2: Okay. Okay, fine. The The Paul Sable, Saby, says I should have to eat something gross. Instead of reading my mother's porn loud on the air, So we bug. are once again discussing Eric's refusal to forgive. And his lack of of compassion and his closed heart and anyway, blah, 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 blah. Well,
1: it's no wonder this argument's not over, huh? (laughs) So actually what we're doing is we're going to address some of the questions from our other guests.
2: Yes. Our important
1: guests, our VIP guests, the party people.
2: Yeah, Anna Brando would like to know how I coped with the awful hot weather in New York City while attending Thriller Fest with my mom. Well, I was feeling a little nostalgic for New York this morning, so I urinated on a hot rag and put it over my face, and it was like I was home. Or at a very specialized club in the greater West Hollywood area. (laughs) Or the greater Manhattan area. The heat was fucking unbearable.
1: May I just say that the reason that Anne and Christopher's hair looked fabulous is that they have perfect hair. It never looks bad. They have the most (laughs) amazing hair in the world. It's black Irish hair, which I think means Spanish, but it's this beautiful, fine, thick, perfect hair. If I had been with them, it would look like Ann and Christopher with a shipwreck victim.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I thought I'd look like Susie Orman on a slip and slide for most of the week, but I appreciate your statement on my Suzy hair. Susie
1: Orman goes to a great deal of trouble to look that way, Christopher. You Orman. You should be thankful that you can effortlessly pull off the Suze Orman.
2: <laughs> Suze. I love how we call her Suze, like she's our good friend. We'd love to have Susie or Suze on the show.
1: Absolutely. Anytime. Um, we know nothing about finances, so it could be all about her.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thriller Fest was actually wonderful. Mom received the Grand Master Award from the International Thriller Writers really Organization. Lovely. She made a beautiful heartfelt speech with which her with which her assistant Beckett posted a video of on her uh, YouTube on her Facebook page, excuse me, and her YouTube channel as well.
1: So to the one of you out there who is not already a
2: member of Annie's <laughs> Facebook family to the person who thought this was Glenn Beck station, the Blaze, who wandered onto <laughs> our website by mistake and is going, who are these homos glad is coming for you uh no anyway (laughs) the glad stormtroopers will be at your door uh let's see the the next party person question that is about me exclusively is from jesse colton and he suggests addendums to the tp tdps drinking game which is currently in development he says they should drink every time i say we were originally going to call the show blank or every time i criticize the show
1: which apparently is Maybe you could just come up with like a greater variety of jokes.
3: (laughs) I am so busy stealing yours. Oh,
1: that's so sweet. Imitation is the highest and sincerest form of flattery, although it is still stealing.
2: Absolutely. But I got you to sign everything over. But anyway, okay, so Simon Exton actually brings something interesting to the page. As As opposed to you other (laughs) morons. No, no, no. That's not what I meant.
1: Party people, I think we're counting that. Everybody have no, a drink. Oh,
2: everybody have a drink, but don't stop listening, please. Simon Exton has pointed out that the um, British government is considering the possibility of pardoning Alan Turing. Good for them. Uh, Alan Turing, if you don't know, He's broke... He's dead, the, and it won't
1: mean anything to him, but right. it's
2: really nice. He, that, as Yeah, he invented the computer. And he broke the Enigma code, didn't he? And that's
1: why he, That's how he invented the computer, was to figure out how to break the Enigma code. Right. And then died in prison, didn't he? For being gay. For
2: being gay. Yeah. Uh, Homosexuality was decriminalized in the UK in 1967. However, the age of consent was only brought to 21. This is Simon Exton writing on our page. Uh, The police were sometimes very OTT about prosecuting and he remembers cases from when he was a teenager in the 80s when two teenagers were caught together, two male teenagers, I guess, or female teenagers, and both were prosecuted for pedophilia which meant they were listed on the sex offenders registry and will still be listed as such, today that can have huge implications to people's lives. He says, "Yeah, they, won't they should be able pardon to work everybody," themselves. and that's what Simon is suggesting. They should... don't just pardon Turing; pardon everyone. Yeah, Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Well, we were clearly working on this during our, our vacation, or at least I was. You were stuck with Jordan Amerson on and pardoning on that, Oscar on Wilde. I'm pardoning Alan Turing. I oh. was, I, that's really what I was. Yes, doing that's what York. we've
1: been up to. Yeah, that's been the that was our sort of secret agenda. It was kind of like President Clinton freeing people from Korea.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jefferson Clinton airplane vague vague (laughs) reference to Daily Show joke I couldn't Uh quite pull off Simon Exton would also like Uh to know what I and possibly you Eric think about the fact that Attitude magazine readers named Tom Daly the sexiest man in the world ahead of Beckham your favorite and uh, your other favorite Henry Cavill Uh. Uh or as Jordan Ampersand calls him Henry Cavs because he thinks British people don't pronounce I's or L's so, what do you think? Do you think Tom Daly is the world's sexiest man? Is that really the question? It is like, mine. Do, do we really
1: have to just have one?
2: Um, are any of them not British? Would be my question. Yeah,
1: I, you know, I, would, I would be hard pressed to say otherwise.
2: All right. Well, we're going to take a short break <laughs> you know for me, our... but
1: their being British is part of what makes them the sexiest men in the world to me. In the first place.
2: That's very true. And,
1: yeah, that Tom Daly is not hard to look at.
2: Oh, my God. So, anyway, Eric is talking again, so I'm going to send us into a break. for God's sake. Uh, If you are a regular listener to our show, this is our technical promo. It's a great time to go refresh your Glenn Levitt or, uh, you know, I don't know, yell at your wife or husband or significant other, and we will be back very shortly here at the dinner bar. Don't kick the dog. We don't hurt animals. (laughs) We don't want those people after us. (laughs) You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. We've made every effort to make sure you can access our show for free across a variety of platforms. We debut a live show every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the player at our website www.thedinnerpartyshow.com. This same stream can be accessed via our free mobile apps for Apple and Android devices, so you don't have to be in front of your computer to join the party. We're on for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's right. If you miss the live show, we
1: replay it continuously throughout the week until a new show debuts the following Sunday at the
2: same time. Our free mobile apps keep you connected to these Encore presentations as well. We interact with our live listeners through our Facebook page, so if you'd like to ask a question of a guest or have us respond to your comment, make sure you've liked the page for The Dinner Party Show on Facebook. Our SoundCloud profile is where we feature reports from our special correspondents. You can access all of
1: our social media platforms by visiting the links at the top left-hand side of our website, thedinnerpartyshow.com. They're located right next to the player. YouTube is where we post backstage video, and Twitter is where we spotlight quotes from the show and breaking dinner party show news, including announcements about upcoming guests and special episodes.
2: For our podcast listeners, a complete, unedited podcast of the entire show posts to iTunes the day after the episode debuts. We also have a show archive on our website, which allows you to stream or download complete episodes. Our production quality is high, and so, rather than
1: compressing the sound file and sacrificing quality for our non-live listeners, we break our podcasts into four bite-sized servings.
2: For our iTunes subscribers, if you'd like to have entire episodes downloaded automatically, make sure you've checked the setting Get All Episodes. Otherwise, only the first serving will download automatically.
1: At the risk of turning our entire show into a series of technical announcements, we're going to shut up now and get back to the live cast
2: already in progress. I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And I'm Christopher Rice. And we've taken away all your technical excuses not to listen to The Dinner Party Show.
5: Now it's time for Eric's Rash Pronouncement of the Week.
1: The greatest crisis we're facing in the world today is 20 year olds with impulse control issues.
2: This has been Eric's Rash Pronouncement of the Week. Why are you so rash, fucking twenty-year-olds? I swear to God, let's fuck some twenty-year-old. Oh, I'm sorry, I went the wrong Christopher direction. Christopher Speaking Rice. of which, speaking of which, a lot of people want to know stuff about you. Apparently, because I talked about only me during the really.
1: Last so people actually care that there are two
2: co-hosts on this show. Huh? Philip Cohen wants to know what Eric Shaw Quinn was doing during the break. Philip Cohen, I don't know if you were listening, but Eric didn't get to go on break. He was well, aboard I was the Fiesta Burrito, trapped
1: on the Fiesta Burrito with Jordan effing ampersand.
2: You know what? I think he actually may change his name to Jordan effing ampersand.
1: That's just. I'll fun talk with to
2: him me. about that. That's we'll get some just t-shirts lovely. Samiko Salson. One of our super party people, Samiko, is about a quarter of the way through Say Uncle, which you wrote, Eric Shaw Quinn. So this is I about you. Did. That's she's, so
1: sweet. Thank you, Samiko.
2: She says it, so glad that you're she's not it. really feeling it and wishes you had gone another way. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She says, Wow. <laughs> it really gives an excellent picture of a moment in time, the mid-70s, oh, 90s, and homophobia and a child custody the 1860s. case. 1860s. She loves the book, and she wants to ask, do you think that things have changed a lot for the LGBT community as far as the right to create families since 1994, which is when the story takes place?
1: Yeah, actually, I wrote that book. I started that book right after college, so it kind of, for me, was began in the 80s, Um And I think that there are a lot of really nice things in my house that are lovely, antique, historical things that I bought when they were new and trendy. It's sort of funny when you write a book that was sort of – like I had a – it took me a long time to get that book published because at the time people would – I mean agents would tell me really not nasty but kind of abrasive, rejection-y things. Like I had one agent say – we have, I just obviously hear the sound of a different drummer or something. That, and, that, and
2: fill people in who have not read the book. It is because it is about a gay man getting custody of his sister's child. Getting custody of him raising
1: a child. Um, and that was a really revolutionary idea. Like the idea of the stuff that we are talking about. I actually wrote a sequel to Say Uncle called I Do about gay marriage that would probably be an historical um curiosity at this point it, it didn't ever get published <laughs> because our previous guest dan savage adopted a child and wrote a book about it and that mm-hmm. was uh, the publisher went you a were at the same way. publisher yeah so, yeah they went a different way and say uncle got bounced out of print and they never did print the uh the the sequel but right. but like all of those were unheard of ideas um at the time and people kind of were dismissive of the book or any of the ideas in it when i first wrote it so it is almost unbelievable to me how fast I mean I know that the progress is slow and that it always seems terrible having to wait but but it has it is amazing to me that in my lifetime in the, what was it 1973 I think that the AMA said that it was no longer okay to lock gay people up for mm. being crazy because they were gay like that actually used to if you said you were gay they could put you in a mental hospital and leave you there and in the south that was a very
2: common thing to do on that note Shea Butters has written in from the page and he said Alan Turing was not put in prison he was chemically castrated or he wasn't just put in prison he was chemically castrated and he killed himself as a result of the charges brought against him for homosexuality so
6: yeah it was a very
1: so to imagine that we have come from there which I, he invented the computer and it was World War II, so that's not that plenty of people were alive then who are alive right. now. You know, Not that long ago, the, the changes are phenomenal. We have a long way to go and there are a lot of things that I'd like to see differently. But one of the things that I thought of when I wrote Say Uncle was that I hoped that it would help to change attitudes, but it would also let gay people out there know that there was somebody else who was like them because – really the sort of volume of Mm -hmm. the community was very low and it was much harder to hear. There was no internet really. And, Mm -hmm. you know, only spotty electricity and plumbing. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Pterodactyl (laughs) messenger service. Right. There had Um, also been a lot of death. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, it was a very, so, so to, so to move to where we are now, where we're saying, you know, how are we going to have universal marriage rights in this country is the next topic. And, um the Employment Non-Discrimination Act, like we're really like it's kind of a, my favorite thing that ever happened with um with say Uncle, I was coming back from on a shuttle from San Francisco and I went up to at an e ticket. This is years ago. This was like turn of the century. <laughs> ha ha. And uh I had an e ticket, so I gave the guy at the desk um, my ID and he didn't ever say anything about the book, but he began telling me the story of how he and his partner had adopted a child. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is somebody who read the book. This is mm-hmm. somebody who I inspired to go on and try and be a parent. I mean, obviously it was in San Francisco, so maybe he maybe found a more supportive environment, but just the same. Mm-hmm. you know, Encouraging people to make that kind of change. Hell, maybe even Dan. You know, maybe mm-hmm. even he read it and was encouraged to adopt a child, although I can't imagine anybody stopping Dan from doing pretty much anything yeah, he wants I don't. to do. No, did you
2: see him on Politically Incorrect? <laughs> that He just appeared on Politically Incorrect this Yeah, what did he do this uh, His appearance on our show was far more important, and you can see it on yes. YouTube. Before we move on, we need to remind people that Say Uncle is available as an e-book from Barnes & Noble and Amazon, and that it's also, there are links to those sales pages on the dinnerpartyshow.com our website. So if they want to know more about this book that we have been unintentionally plugging for the past 10 minutes, they should oh, right. go and download Oops. it. Oops. But thank you, Samiko, for setting up yeah, that. Yeah, thanks for
1: reading my book. I really appreciate that, Samiko. That's really sweet.
2: Yeah, dance oh, oh crap. No. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh my
1: god, we said I... no more of these fuckers. I thought we had I thought I left them on the cruise ship. They're back from oh, look out! Oh, they brought the cat
2: Oh jeez. Ah, that's on Hawaii. fire! That's on fire! Have to put it out. Put it out with the fire extinguisher. This seems really like a water. Longer... Oh!
1: Jesus, was that the? Oh! oh. That's, it. That's, it. That's
2: it. Oh my God! The, cat. the cat's still in here. Okay. Uh, you know what? Let's just let's just go to Jonell Sam's. Okay. Oh, Jonell. There's the dustpan. now It's time once again for the dinner party show's homemade relationship advice with Jonell Sam's.
1: Hey, this is Jonelle Sams with Homemade Relationship Advice. If you have a relationship question, you can send it to me, care of The Dinner Party Show's Facebook fan page, or at jonelle at the DinnerPartyshow.com. It's the middle of summer, and things are getting steamy this week on Homemade Relationship Advice. A warning to those with more delicate sensibilities, this might be a good time to check on the roast. Dear Jonelle, I'm a middle-aged woman with a middle-aged husband. We've built a nice life together, but I have to be honest that while we love each other, things are quieter these days in the romance department than they once were. The kids are off to college now, and we have more time together. I'd hoped that when this time in our life rolled around, we might find each other again, do more together, have some fun. But when my husband said he wanted us to try having an open relationship or maybe try swinging, that was not the kind of fun I had in mind. Jonelle, he's bored, and I understand. I am, too, a little. But I'm afraid to say yes, and afraid if I say no, he'll say goodbye. I don't have any interest in this, but I do love my husband, and I'm interested in keeping my marriage. Jonelle, what should I do? Signed, Three's a crowd. Well, threes, my heart goes out. I do not envy you feeling forced to choose between something you don't want to do and the man you love. I've been very happy in my 23 blissful years of marriage to my husband, Merle. The way that Merle and I keep excitement in our private lives is we never discuss sex at all. That way, if anything does happen, it's always a surprise. Sex is like Christmas. It's the not knowing what you're going to get that makes it exciting. Talking about sex is like looking for your presents. It just spoils the surprise. I know my good fortune is no consolation to you, threes, but I'd say bear it in mind as you consider your choice. The other thing I would point out, threes, is that the market for middle-aged married men is probably not what middle-aged married men would hope. Unless you're married to Newt Gingrich or some other rich, powerful, doughy, aging AARP member, there's probably less risk in saying yes than you think. In the end, whether you say yes or no, your husband is probably going to do what he wants, and so can you come up with some suggestions of your own. You said you'd hope things were going to get to be more fun, so tell him what you want as long as he brought it up. It occurs to me that Merle and his best friend are always pretending to be this person or that in their amateur theatrics down at the Patchwork Players, and sometimes just on their own. Those two. Anyhow, my point is, it seems to me that with a little costume in and makeup, you could be the other woman your husband is looking for, if you know what I mean. Best of all for you, and especially your husband, unlike most, if not all, the other women out there, you're actually interested in him. Till next time, I'm Jonelle Sams with Homemade Relationship Advice.
2: If you have relationship questions, write to Jonelle Care of the Dinner Party Show Facebook page, or to jonelle at thedinnerpartyshow.com one time,
1: Olsen pretended to be a pirate, and Merle dressed as a sailor and spoke with a French accent for three full weeks, and they were not in a show at the time.
2: The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. The dish is served. And now, The Dinner Party Show presents your local news, brought to you by The
1: True.
5: Good evening, I'm John Stencil, and I'm trying to make your eyes bleed with my mind.
1: And I'm Chet Pastry, and my sex fantasies involve standard poodles and margarine.
5: Tonight, we bring you a vacuous special report on something vaguely alarming that was sort of alluded to by the new primetime drama our parent network launched earlier this evening. The same show it is now forcing its local affiliates to shamelessly promote on their nightly newscasts. The special report, which will contain absolutely nothing newsworthy, will serve as an excuse to throw together some clips from said drama and set them to the droning voices of so-called experts discussing the vaguely alarming social issue that's supposedly addressed in some meaningful way by the drama the network didn't want to buy more advertising time for. Chat? Thanks, John. Bullshit about
1: cats. Bullshit about cats. Bullshit about cats. Bullshit about cats. Fake study.
5: Fake study. Slanted statistics. clib conclusion. John? Thanks, chat. And in other news, a smoking hot teacher is in trouble for sleeping with one of her students. And we're showing you her surprisingly attractive mugshot photo right here. That way, as we revisit our oversexed fantasies of betting our favorite social studies teacher, we can summon socially acceptable moral outrage and a striking amount of jealousy for the industrious young student who seems to have bigger balls than we ever did.
1: Chat? Thanks, John. And now, here with a special report on your declining health, it's our medical correspondent, Dr. Melissa Flaminati.
2: Are you having trouble falling asleep because you lie awake at night wondering if you'll ever have to suffer the consequences of your remarkably shitty behavior? Yes? Well, let's pretend that the source of your sleepless nights is actually physical. That way, you can distract yourself from what a jerk you are by obsessing on these unhelpful and crushingly obvious suggestions for lifestyle changes. Are you ever thirsty? Do you drink water when you're thirsty? No? Try that, then, and see if it helps you sleep. Do you find yourself at a loss for what to do when you're at point A and you need to get to point B? Have you tried walking from point A to point B? No? Try that then, and see if it affects your sleep. Most doctors agree that if these lifestyle changes don't lead to a noticeable improvement in your sleeping habits, you should probably stop cheating on your spouse and stealing from the petty cash at work. Or, you know, you could try taking at least a minute out of every day to focus on someone besides yourself. I'm Dr. Melissa fleming and this has been your local news medical report.
5: Thanks, Melissa. Your last name is more frightening than all of the Tyler Perry films combined. And now for some more bullshit. Earlier this evening, our own Chet Pastry received a made-up award from some who-gives-a-shit shit non at their third-rate annual fundraising dinner in some run-down hotel ballroom. We sent a camera crew because they threatened to quit if we didn't. Our weather girl, Poppy Vancock, presented him with the award because he has pictures of her in his hot tub making out with his two marginally attractive cousins from Texas who will do anything for free wine coolers chat? Thanks, John. Local law enforcement
1: has had a file on John Stencil for years, and in closed-door meetings, they usually bring up his name whenever an attractive young male runaway goes missing. No one has ever seen John's basement and lived to tell about it.
5: John? I'll be happy to show you my basement later tonight, chat, as soon as those painkillers you took for your non-existent torn ligament wear off. Chet? No thanks, John. John? Don't say I never gave you one, Chet. What
1: you're
2: giving,
5: I'm not taking.
2: John? Oh, for Christ's sake, just kiss him already.
5: Shut your mouth, Dr. Melissa Flemhager. And that's all we can stand here tonight. I'm John Stencil, and Chet Pastry sure spends a lot of time thinking about my basement.
1: And I'm Chet Pastry, and if anyone knows anyone who works at Inside Edition, I will sleep with you for their phone number
2: you're listening to the dinner party show with christopher rice and eric shaw quinn and now it's time for the dish brought to you by your mother mistress of guilt
1: (sighs) that's okay go ahead and step on my foot why would i need to walk anywhere i haven't been any place nice in years the dinner
2: party show Keep listening if you've Watch got out the for that stomach chair. for it. Welcome back to the dinner party show, a disaster already in progress. Right? I'm Christopher Rice. I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and that chair
1: ran right in front of me. I Mac. don't
2: know what's going on God. with you and the chair, but our guests are here: Polly Yay! D and Ed Marcos from the Hello Polly show. We were on your show
4: several weeks ago. Absolutely. Now you're on our show. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's So great to be here. It's a lovely studio. We Thank love it. You. Actually, it is a dinner table, correct? Right. It's it a yeah. dinner party.
1: It's that's beautifully set for. up. There are place cards, and
4: I do. I feel like China
1: and silver.
2: I think and the I whole could
4: live here. I feel like a DJ with horrible I hair because it says Polly the... D on mine. Oh, Polly. Yeah. Well, I thought that was your professional name, right? Polly David. Oh,
2: but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> <This> was, he's, <laughs> he's not
7: on the Jersey Shore. That's the other guy. Oh,
2: that's the other. And I've been promoting it all week. Is that? I hope we don't have people listening to they thinking. You're I hear some do. douchebag from the Jersey Shore but <laughs> Oh, I totally
1: <laughs> okay. thought that I guess it's because you said it to me. I typed it up because that's what it that's what
2: We've he always calls We've been tweeting
4: Polly D, Polly D. Pauly I hope D. you have extra listeners tonight. Hi everybody. I'm Polly David from ah! the Hello Polly show. <laughs> He's
2: the one with the oh, great abs
4: and not the so best abs. Funny. That's funny. That is pretty funny. Really,
1: I'm very sorry. You Thank can call you. me Snooky if you want. I'm Absolutely.
7: good
3: with
1: that. I do. Yeah, Brandon Aww. actually has been running a promo for um a, a guest that was on 2 weeks ago. We're
2: going to keep bringing that one up, right? week. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep so, yeah, that it's one been out. yeah, it's been a very exciting week. It's, it's, a great
1: it's week. big, it's hiatus. everybody Well, well you're been
7: on 24/7 so they can catch any of your shows, right? Yeah, absolutely. basically
2: we are on 24/7. The yeah. stream runs constantly on our website if you click on the black radio at the upper left-hand corner. You, the show is always playing. If
1: you missed the 25 minute technical promo <laughs> earlier. Uh,
2: that is always my joke is I will put the show on when I'm getting in the shower I have a wireless speaker and the minute I get under the water and have no more control over what's playing it's our fucking technical promo. Of course. Which goes on for maybe 20 minutes. I'm getting the visual minutes.
7: of you in the shower. Yeah, you're listening, yeah, to, well, you're listening
4: to yourself in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, of Our,
2: our clips are on SoundCloud along mm. with our special
5: correspondents. I want to blah, do blah, blah, like blah, 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 a hygiene
1: blah, blah. film, a training video of how to Use the how to listen yeah. in on the website, but I keep not doing it somehow. Yeah, keep, we keep I,
2: have, we have a lot to do around here. There's A here. lot of things that we have a list of. You guys to understand do. you produce your own internet radio show as well. You guys are on LA Blog Talk Radio. Did I get that right? Or no, t- no, LA Talk Radio. Everybody thinks Blog Talk Radio is a different thing. Yeah, LA Talk Radio. You mm-hmm. guys have a lovely studio with a Thank view you. as well. Thank you Thank so you. much. On um, the day we were on, you had just interviewed a big celebrity. Who? Latoya Jackson.
4: Yes, we did interview Latoya. It Jackson. Was the same day. Oh, yeah. yeah, we had the same day. We had a special show that yeah. day. You're, you guys were more fun. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, extract <laughs> well, we were, that sound clip. Did, did she come in the studio? Like, no. She we were was actually a, present.
7: She would have been more fun if she'd your,
4: come in. You didn't yes. get to put your
7: butts in her seat? Somewhere. No, she uh, she
4: was a call-in. Occasionally we'll take phoners, but oh, not Oh, God, I hadn't even know, thought about
1: much. that. I've sat on, like, what famous people have sat on the furniture that I'm sitting on?
4: Oh. i never Ooh, even thought about it that either. way. Who sat in my seat? Who sat in this seat? Well pretty much everybody you know, that's It kind of smells like show. Chaz Bono. Yeah, Chaz sat there. Mine
6: smells
1: like Alec Mapa. Dan, Dan, Dan Savage
2: there. sat there. Dan Savage the there. Jamie sat there. The sat smell
1: there smell Jamie so. sat here. Yeah, yeah. So you can kind of see how it would still smell a little I,
4: like I Alec. I get that, yeah. I thought this might have been Alex because when I sat on it like a waft came up you know came out of it a waft of showbiz a waft of showbiz showbiz vigorous jazz hands
2: showbiz and Showville. so you had a show before this called Fruit Salad or the Fruit Salad Show how was was that?
4: it was great it was the Fruit Salad Show and we had a big Broadway following Mm. uh, for the most part it was wonderful it got my feet wet in this crazy business of podcasting so you were doing this show in LA or you were doing it in New York? I was doing it in Los Angeles from my home. I built a studio in my home oh, at the time. Oh, cool, cool. Um, we were kinda, I was kind of like one of the original Like podcasts. with
1: sofa cushions in the living room? Yes. Under the, under the,
4: <laughs> I under built the it. was table. like a fort. It you was know? in Remember the castle. when you would build forts as a kid? <laughs> yeah, that's where it was. Right. Um, it was just like a little part of my kitchen that I blocked off, and uh, it just got really, really big, so I got really lucky. The kitchen? That was before or? everyone had a podcast. <laughs> yeah, the kitchen's huge. But I asked because Thank were the God. Broadway it's people, the only
2: thing. were the Broadway guests calling in, or were they, uh, had they come out here to to try to land rolls on NCIS or what <laughs> how are you getting them?
4: It was a fruit salad show was a strictly call in show. Oh okay. So, yeah, I didn't Very want cool. people in my kitchen. Aww. Just me. Aww. Well, we have people at our dinner table. You do, but your dinner table is lovely. My kitchen. Not but I guess so much. that is
2: so
1: sort of yeah. Like yeah if you were kitchen. to do that, you could literally sit there in your underwear and not shower, or, or shave, or
2: whatever. Wow, yeah. we could do that. Our show that way. We could yes. People if we did, in.
1: well, your two YouTube viewership.
2: Would
7: we would go have up a to lot. get a more
1: tolerant
2: if staff you,
7: here.
4: <laughs> if you want to get into your underwear now, feel
1: free. <laughs> I'm not sure that the staff would be as crazy about that. I I'm think I'm my staff
4: would be if crazy it about do that. It from the
1: from the show, <laughs> if you were to do the show from home, you would have that privilege. If if you come into the studio, it kind of 86 is the whole we you know, had thought naked about, on the air thing. We
2: had thought about doing the show from my house, but my neighbors are assholes, so we
4: oh. decided <laughs> not to. And yeah. I was
1: afraid Christopher would be naked when I got there. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Yes,
4: yeah, but we established go. on our show that you have seen each other in the nude. No. No, we have not.
2: No. I think I think you asked them. No, no, no. Oh. (laughs) Well that's a shame. No. Trying to stir it up here. Good job, Polly D. I'll tell you the closest we ever got. (laughs) The closest we ever got, he did a photo shoot with an ex of mine. Who, as in the process of getting ready for the photo shoot, he had to get naked. You were, you were mimicking. Oh yeah, the, I was. Yeah.
1: I, re- I did the um the same centerfold spread that um, Pamela had done for the cover of the book that, that would I wrote be with Pamela, her. Anderson. Pamela Anderson. Oh right, that, otherwise known as that drunken whore that okay. I wrote that book with, <laughs> no! who never fucking paid me. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you let that go, Eric. But I did. The, I did. A, we were doing a promo. He
4: lets it had... go every week here on the show. <laughs> I promise, when she comes on our show, I will ask her. About ask her it. where my my
1: money and my apology Please are. do. Yes, please
4: Where do. is do. Eric Shaw Quinn's fucking money? Yes. And, yes. The yes. and the and apology. And my apology. And his but you apology. know what? I yes. think the IRS is trying to get theirs first. Yeah. The uh, I, I to think get a, a lot of
1: people and her... And her Hep C
4: bill. Yeah. And her...
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 Ouch, babe. Not making Go fun of Go in there it. with Polly David.
4: <laughs> right? Uh, listen. Because he got my name right.
2: Okay, but I'm going to get us back to the story. He had to get naked to do the photo shoot, and my ex, who was the photographer, came home and began sharing details of his anatomy, and I was like, that's enough. Of this man? Anatomy. This man is yeah, a family I was member. was centerfold. I, I
1: literally they um they had to airbrush stars all over. Me. I got went and got one of those spray tans, those all over. Did you really totally orange spray so that I would be the I'm same color as her? I'm going to look that up on the internet right now and then spray them. Then I had st- and yeah, we really did. A Are you f- naked in the photo? Oh yeah, it is safe say, but it, no, Cinefold. he's covered up. But the way strategically. that the, the way that the book was done, that the name of the book was written star, and the star was put over that point on her, so they put the star. But the photo itself, yeah, I was the Qu- original. Quint- has two photo. ends at the end, right? Yes, yes Okay. It does. So we're already Thank looking you. up the naked photo. There we Can't go. Wait. And the naked photo of me actually wound up on the cover of the National Enquirer. Yes. I thought you were going to say National Geographic. It was the moment that I – that's that's later. <laughs> um, but at that point, it was the – so I knew I had arrived when there were naked pictures of me on the cover of the National
4: Enquirer. It was one of my – the Lucky. happiest days ever. My only like, naked pictures wow. exist in his phone.
1: Well, that's
7: not
4: that What either. do you think I'm looking Ed at right, right now? <laughs> Oh, my name pictures? I'm pretending pictures? to look up
1: pictures.
2: Well, guys, we are here with Polly David, who is not Pauly D. We're going to stop calling him Pauly D now I that all not. you kind of Jersey like Shore D. fans have I turned didn't know in. I that was a character on Jersey Shore. And are you going to stop calling Ed Ed Marcos
4: show. and start calling him his real name, Ed Marco?
6: Oh!
7: It, it's, it's close. <laughs> it's, it's like Google Ed Maps. If, is it you get close?
2: No, it's no, correct here, actually. Correct there. Oh, no, this is correct. God! Marco I'm getting everybody's name wrong. <laughs> We're going to be back with it's me getting, getting everybody's name more wrong, Chris Rice and Eric Shawquit. And we will try to talk one at a time, but no promises here at the dinner now with party show. We're four radio show hosts. <laughs> and now it's time for a word from one of our sponsors. Are you the kind of guy who'll wear a toboggan on your head
1: even though it's the middle of summer and you're not black? Do you wear sports kits specialized for skiing, snowboarding? tennis, biking, or clothes and accessories for a hundred other sports you've never played or participated in, to events that have even less to do with those sports than you do? Do you attend movie festivals, even though you've never been involved in the movie industry and don't see any films while you're there? Do you spend more time talking about hit music festivals you've attended than you spent attending them? Would you rather wear a pork pie than eat one? Well then, you might be a DeBag man. DeBag offers you the kind of clothes the emperor would have worn if he could have seen them. Our clothes aren't about style. They're about lifestyle, which means we don't know what we're doing, but we're sleeping with enough desperate New York journalists to make our lines bulletproof. This summer, we're bringing back two-piece bathing suits for men, sandals with dark socks for men and women, and those awful A-line dresses that make every woman who wears them look fat. But because we spend more time blowing the media than Apple, no one questions our dubious rehashing of tired, and unflattering, trendy fashion nonsense, least of all the lemming-like poser hipsters who actually and wear this crap, we wouldn't be caught dead in. So, if you're not afraid to look like a complete D-bag at your next work or social occasion, you might just be cool enough to wear D-bag, The Poser's Designer. Look for us in half-assed little sub-departments in the alleged designer section of pushy department stores everywhere. Show the world just what kind of tobacco
2: you are. Welcome back to the Dinner Party Show. Otherwise known as the search entry for Eric Shaw Quinn's nude, nude photo. Excuse me. I'm being told everybody on the Facebook page is searching frantically <laughs> for your centerfold picture.
4: Well, this
1: will increase my Google quotient for the week. So I thank you, that. everyone. Absolutely. Every time
4: you enter a room, I want the Jay Giles band song Centerfold to play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would it's be
4: It's a new great. theme song, yes. The
1: angel oh, is God. the centerfold. Yes. That would be
2: terrific.
1: I'd love to be anybody's angel.
2: We're here with Polly. David and Ed Marco, singular. <laughs> yes, the other name for the show apparently There's is Getting People's Names Wrong with yeah, Christopher monks. and Eric. Monks. Monks. Yeah. How did you get that nickname? Uh,
7: it's very fancy. It's short for monkey.
1: Oh, <laughs> Oh, okay. okay. So you didn't threat, it's, dress it's in nickname. orange and threaten to set yourself on fire? No, <laughs> no. <That was> a...
4: <laughs> well, once, but it doesn't have anything to do with his name. But yeah, um, it was it was just really pissed that off. That was for had been a, man. Up a long time.
2: It <laughs> has been a long weekend.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you bitches don't shut up. I'm going to set myself on fire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it was a caftan. It wasn't really a robe. Yeah, and I would wrapped it around my head. Right. Uh, well, the caffeine is kicking in here at the dinner party show, clearly.
1: Ooh. Or the alcohol, depending on what you. Oh, and yeah. by the way, I think I've been to the bathroom twice, party people, so that's two yes, drinks two that drinks. you're behind. I went wild during that last All break. right, two drinks. Just you got it. Time, here we go. So. Oh, oh two drinking. So the drinking game is taking place here as well. It's yeah, live. I will, I will have tea. It's an interactive experience. And we also filled in the blank on another name for the show, two of them in this half hour. So that's four drinks this half four hour drinks. alone. Hope you guys yep. are having a good party at home.
2: Party people are wasted. You guys on your show have sponsors. We Which do, makes you guys. What a
1: concept!
2: Professional. We don't have sponsors yet. It's hard to do. Yeah. So if anybody out there is interested in sponsoring Sponsor the, dinner the dinner party, dinner party show, show, this segment is sponsored by Bob, who sent us a check for a quarter. <laughs> Hi, Bob. We've never Hi, met Bob, Bob and Thanks we don't so know much. what his agenda is, but he follows us on. We Facebook. should have a telethon like on PBS. Oh, oh my really God! Should. I my would ja- love that. My jazz station is doing their pledge week, and uh. I wake up to it every morning, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. And then I like, like I can have. Anything but compassion and sympathy for people trying to make it in this business right now. I'm like, but I'm like,
3: shut up! I don't want your iPod full of jazz. I always (laughs)
2: thought the way to
1: go with those telethons would be if we reach a certain amount, we'll stop coming back for (laughs) pledge break, (laughs) and people would run to the phones to pay them off just to get them to shut up. I would
2: do it. Yeah, we're totally doing a telethon. I I will have you and Jordan ampersand put together a telethon. How does that sound? Jordan ampersand, great. Okay. Anyway, I have a telethon story. Jordan and I. I What's your telethon story?
4: I am. Answered phones at a telethon once. And when the cameras were on, the people at the phone bank, the phones would go crazy, and you'd answer them, and no one would be on the phone. <laughs> oh, it was a setup. Really? Oh my Yes. God. Oh. And Casey Kasem was in front of us, like, I'm Casey Kasem. And he would say his wrong. thing, and the phones were going nuts. And then when they would cut away to something else, dead. No phone wow. calls. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was very awesome. So, wait,
2: wait a minute. People were literally waiting to call until the camera was on you guys, or there were fake call-ins, making, fake call it, call they, up. Yeah, wow. making it
4: look like people were calling. Well, propaganda. That's,
2: that's stupid, because- Inside if people think they're going to have to wait forever, they're not going to call. Really, the camera should go to you and you should wave and smile yeah. and be like, call me and do it to It's me. that rule, like
1: if everybody wants somebody, everybody thinks they're
2: attractive. God. like it's,
1: I forget the name it's, of that rule, but it's a behavior. It's
2: psychology. Pre-selection. 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 Yeah. It, is the,
1: it is the behavioral uh, tendency of like if everybody, if they think everybody's calling in, then people will right. rush to it's, the phones to be a why, part of it.
2: It's why we really should call the show The Amazing Dinner Party Show. It's also yeah. why oh, Google just crashed
4: with people trying to look up Eric's naked pictures. Eric Shaw Quinn is naked. <laughs> Wiping out Dude. Google
2: with Eric Shaw Quinn. Okay. take <laughs> it down single I wish. Since you guys
4: um, are also radio hosts, dream guests. Oh, um, I'd love to have Kelly Clarkson. Britney Ooh. Spears. Yeah. David Sedaris would be a dream yes. guest for oh, me. Oh, my God, yes. yes. Uh, for me, it's not as much... Super famous people. It's people that just I love. So I'd love to have Pamela Springsteen, who played uh, who is Pamela Springsteen. Do you know who that is? No. no, she's Bruce Springsteen's sister. So my favorite horror movie of all time is called Sleepaway Camp. Have you heard of it? It's from the eighties. Oh yeah, this crazy John Young one, right? So, no, it's it's not. Robot
2: it's, Chicken, your favorite show did a sketch about Sleepaway Camp.
4: Yeah. Oh, our friend Eden played Shira on Robot Chicken. Anyway, um we <laughs> free so, Association
2: six, with de- de- and Derek. 6 degrees of Robot know, right? Chicken.
4: <laughs> so, we uh, Sleepaway Camp had two sequels and she played the murderer in the other two sequels and they're just comedy horrors from the 80s. She played so, in two
1: sequels they had the same sequels sequels murderer
4: twice? Baker. She yes. came back and she People didn't scared. already know from the
1: first one that she was the murderer. No, she it, wasn't that, it wasn't a mystery. It there was, are was, a
5: lot of sleepaway
2: camps out she there. She was in, it's just in disguise. Just a slasher thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, great.
1: So you know that Jason is going to be the guy on Halloween. It's not well, a mystery. Well,
2: that one, they keep going back to the same camp. I don't know if that's the premise here. No, Notice sh- the gravitas with which I am discussing sleepaway camp. <laughs> it's fantastic.
4: 82, I, one of the best endings in cinematic well, I'm history. I'm not even talking about sleepaway camp yeah. <laughs> anymore. I was talking about... Craft theater. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about craft macaroni and cheese. That's sponsoring the dinner party show. Brought to you by Kraft. you guys have a lovely spread here. What the you should have you are Alvita. our food product sponsors. Yeah, absolutely. It would be lucky to be sitting on this table. Or,
1: I, I, we have Vouv Clicot for the guests on ice every week. Veuve I would love is if they were our sponsors.
2: That is a food. Champagne is a totally a food. Group. Yeah, Vove is a food. Milk, sounds dairy. Sounds like an 80s. It's part of the Mediterranean. That's guys. An 80s new wave song. Vove
1: is the food. Our campaign.
4: <laughs> Vove is a food. Plead right vuv after, is after the, is the Metro. Food. Yeah. Who are your dream guests besides us? Yeah. Well, of course you. But then right. that bucket but, list is well, done. We
2: will answer that when we come back. We have a, a a report from Jordan Ampersand. Apparently, you guys have mended fences after your cruise together. Let's not get carried okay, away. For sake. I
1: do st- we still have to work together because the party people sort of force me into it. And, yeah, okay. You know, like it has okay. its perks. Like it's it is fun to just say whatever you want to about your co-host whenever you want to.
2: Yeah, okay. Anyway, we're going to hear from Jordan Ampersand and Eric Shaw Quinn, and then we will be back for the dessert portion of the evening with Polly, David, and Ed Marco. Did I get their names right? Yes, yes. I did. Well, and we'll be playing the name of the show We'll be playing some fun games and figuring out who our dream guests would be here at the Dinner Party show.
1: And now, here in the studio, Fresh Room is crushing defeat in the shipboard talent show on the fiesta eruption Uh,
3: okay seriously why are you bringing that up i didn't actually have anything to do with us being stuck on that stupid cruise ship together that was all christopher's doing
5: unfortunately you're right about that one the come sail away special is currently available for download from our show archive at the dinner party show or our itunes page our itunes page is a great place to leave a review of the show as long as it's good
3: Okay, that was just desperate.
1: No, desperate is having you on every week because our party people on Facebook like
3: you. Okay, well, Facebook is what I'm here to talk about. No. What do you mean no? I can talk about whatever I want. It's my show.
1: No, it isn't. You're the critic at large. You were supposed to go to the Amundsen Theater and see that new musical about the Scottish kids who fall in love at bagpipe school.
3: Bag- Oh, my God. Were you just trying to punish me? Yes. Well, it didn't work because it didn't go. I have much more important things to talk about tonight. Fine. I give up. Wait, do you really? Just...
1: Do your report and get out!
3: Okay, well, I always hear you and Christopher complaining about the internet and the way people behave on Facebook and Twitter. And you're always like, people shouldn't falsely accuse other people of horrible crimes and then repost it 50,000 times and ruin their lives and blah, 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 blah.
1: Aside from the mildly interesting revelation that you actually listened to some of this show, are you headed somewhere here, Jordan?
3: I, too, have developed some opinions about how people should behave on social media. Really? Mm-hmm. I think the lawlessness of the internet cannot persist for very much longer without some reasonable regulation and control on what people say or do online, specifically as it affects other people online. It's time that we input some practical controls on internet anonymity as we simultaneously assess the repercussions of allowing individuals to post anonymously and without any consequences.
1: Jordan, you're reading this. Who who wrote this for
3: My best friend Fitzpatrick, he's in rehab again.
1: Oh, how long has he been there? I
3: don't know. I don't go visit him while he's there. He's not really fun, and there are too many ducks everywhere.
1: Fitzpatrick is actually pretty smart when he's sober.
3: No, he's bored, which is the same thing. Anyway, can I get back to my point? Hmm. Uh, Fitzpatrick's point, you mean? I'm rising above this. Okay. Internet anonymity should not go unchecked. Service providers should begin to assume some measure of liability for the content they allow users to post on their sites. Along those lines, I would like to propose some new measures, which I think Facebook should put in place immediately.
1: Uh Uh-oh. You stopped reading.
3: Okay, here's my first one, and I think it's very important. I'm listening. I, I don't know why, but I'm listening. Okay. Guys who move from L.A. to New York need to stay off of Facebook for at least three months because I can't handle it. Because all they do is post about how stupid they think L.A. is now because we wear pashminas when it's not cold. And then they post pictures of themselves walking down Madison Avenue at lunchtime like they work for Miranda fucking Priestley when they would kill their mom for a job at Starbucks, okay? But what they don't post are pictures of the staircase to their seventh floor walk-up or the trash bags piled inside the bottom of the stairs. Seriously, I can't fucking handle it. If I want to watch all of my friends get self-righteous and poor, I'll just go to college college my i see
1: so this is your bold plan for revolutionizing Facebook. i
3: just don't fucking get it okay why would anyone move to new york ever if you're an actor it's just stupid There are like two tv shows that are made there and then there's broadway where no one will ever know who you are ever and i don't get it if you're a writer either if you're a writer you're not going to make any money anywhere anyway so just starve where you already are and then if you're mm. an artist, there's no art in New York anymore. It's all on Pinterest. So this is just I mean like this is what Facebook needs to make happen because it just Jordan
1: can't. Jordan Jordan I I'm going to go out on a very short limb here and suggest that maybe this little tirade of yours has less to do with Facebook and more to do with the possibility that Fitzpatrick said something about moving to New York when he gets out of rehab.
3: How did you know? Because I'm a lot
1: smarter than you.
3: You say that like it's a good thing. It is, Jordan. It is. He's not going so it doesn't matter. This is about Facebook. Facebook used to be fun when it was about cyber stalking straight guys who asked you not to talk to them in public. But now it's all people talking about shit like politics and getting sad because their friend died suddenly. I I just, I don't know. It's just lame now. And all the good photos are on Instagram anyway.
1: Jordan, when people are going through a major transition... Like rehab, it's common for them to think about taking some sort of dramatic life change once they get out. Don't
3: psychoanalyze me. He can't go. It's not happening. End of discussion. Is it really? Can it be true? It's all because of our stupid friend DJ Cockblocker. He moved there last month, and Fitzpatrick is vulnerable right now, and he's seeing all of Cockblocker's Facebook posts about how his life is so much cooler now that he's marginally homeless inside of a giant terrorist target. But
1: you never know it might be the best thing for
3: Fitzpatrick. I know exactly what the best thing for Fitzpatrick is, and it's not this sobriety bullshit, which is just a waste of time he could be spending shopping with me and sneaking into a second movie we didn't pay for. Trust me, oh, if he happen. lives to be 30, he's going to look back on this time in his life and wish he spent more time with me figuring out how to make Zach Efron have sex with me.
1: Jordan, the only problem with Facebook is that the majority of people on it are engaging in constant self-indulgent narcissism. Many of them become so mired in their own self-obsession that they forget the other users are actually real people. And when those people express opinions and attitudes that are different from their own, they bully and threaten and try to intimidate them into changing their behavior so they fit into the user's narrow-minded fantasy of how other people should behave in a virtual universe the user believes they have the right to control.
3: Did Fitzpatrick write that for you too?
1: The problem with Facebook, Jordan Ambersand, is that most of the people on it are acting the way you act in reality every moment. Of every day.
3: Delete, delete, delete. Block, unfriend, report for spam.
1: Jordan, watch your... Oh, God. Oh, dear. Ah! Uh Ah! 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 You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. And now it's time for dessert. Brought to you by your sister's new husband, who's had way too much wine.
5: I mean, everybody's cheated at least once, right? I I, I mean, am I
2: right?
1: The Dinner Party Show. Keep listening if you've got the stomach for it.
2: What the fuck happened to Jordan Ampersand? That's
1: what everybody has
2: to guess. Okay, that's our new contest party, Mm. people. Uh, You just heard some incident at the end of Jordan Ampersand's latest report. We want you to guess on the page what it is, and the person who gets the closest to what happened... We'll win something. We don't know what. We'll give you something. We have extra By signs. the
1: way, yes, I was going to say we discovered in the studio today that we still have the signed books from Dan Savage. So whoever won that contest.
2: I believe it was M. Ross Michaels. Um, we owe you a book, M. Ross. Book. <laughs> uh,
1: so uh, I don't know if we've gotten your address, but we need your address so we can send you the book. But uh, yeah, sorry. And not email address. That won't work. No, Yeah, absolutely. don't send the email address. I don't know how to email. Wouldn't that be great if you it's... could email like... You know, UPS uh, stuff. So much yeah, easier. Email yeah. a wedding gift. You and could it would uh, just appear in their house. Could send these delicious cookies that you
4: bake. Yeah, Absolutely. I could. Yeah, what need could if
1: we need to sell the cookies on the website. They're less calories by email. We really yeah. do. And right? there's also a pa- yes, paper here that, that says
4: be... "Party in the USA" on it. Oh, that's oh, the oh song. was Miley here?
1: That's the. St- have you heard Close. Alex sing? Yeah, Party yes. in USA. That's what it was. I wrote it down the first time he did it, so I would be able to remember what to say. The song <laughs> he was. He does it and as then, Betty
4: Davis.
3: Oh my
1: God! Yes. And if you haven't seen it, it's the video is on our YouTube page. You should, after the show is over, of course, you should listen, finish listening to the show. But then go look. At if our YouTube they're page. not
2: wasted and blackout drunk, given all the addendums we've made well, to the, you the you dinner to party, show twice. drinking, you game. can do
1: it tonight, and then you can do it tomorrow, since you won't remember it, because you'll have blacked out yeah, today. Yeah, if they're not still looking for your centerfold, that
2: is. I'm being told, and I want to remind people, if you're just joining us from Fox News, where our guests this evening are Pauly David <laughs> and Ed Marco Singular. They're the hosts of the Hello Polly Show on LA Talk Radio, which is an internet radio show, much like ours, you also broadcast live, only you're twice a week, I think.
4: Yeah, we're twice a week. We have a little bit of a different vibe going on. We uh, Different format. I, we, I love your studio. Like I want to move in here. You know what I mean, yeah. but we just we interview celebrities. Stay. We have some fun. You guys have been on our show, yeah. Yeah, no, we highly. had a great time. Yeah, it's yeah. a great it's time. Really in nice. There. And
1: you have that beautiful view. It's a wonderful space. Thank I love you. your I love your studio. Well, we have a beautiful
4: yeah. view of you guys right now. Oh, uh, you're so need. sweet, Polly, Eric, and nothing but a star. Right? Absolutely, <laughs> just
1: the, just the uh, airbrush. And stars. I'm
4: being told that the party people
2: have located your centerfold photo and Ooh. it has been posted on the Facebook page. Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, well, that's all right. convenient. There we are.
1: So yeah, I'd rather them come to the page than actually be looking around the internet. So now when people search for it, well, let's tag it on the page so that when people do the search, it will bring them to the page, right? We will ask
2: Shea Butters to do that. We will ask Shay Butter. We will ask Shea Butter. Shay, tag the fucking picture. Please. Apparently, I'm being accused of dropping a lot of F bombs tonight because I was on the East Coast, if you haven't heard me go on about it. But I am. Because the... you're
1: usually, butter would yeah. melt I'm, in his I'm, fucking I'm mouth.
2: I'm a, dir- I'm a potty mouth. Yeah. I'm a potty mouth. Okay. It was... no, I always hated that expression. Ugh. Potty, potty mouth? mouth?
1: Yeah. Like those two things I don't want to go together. What that would you sounds prefer? Like a weird. Well, shit you know, mouth. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh my God! That's sort that's of the how same Dan thing. Savage made you scream oh when he was God. a guest oh on our show. God. He's like, for instance, stop saying that.
2: For instance, okay. Anyway, moving on. When we were on your show, we played a really fun game, and we thought it would be fun to make you do that game at the last minute with us without giving you much notice. <laughs> Forcibly. And, yeah. And so, Let's see
1: how much professional
7: they really are. So now we have really dueling
2: are. games. Christopher right. came
1: up with the game. My and game sucks. My game and sucks. A Let's game. Do,
2: we'll do my game second and their game first. So it won't your, actually be a very, call. Won't be a very good Can duel. I, I talk about want...
4: Potty Mouth really quick? Yeah, So sure. we were in Palm Springs last weekend. Oh, and <laughs> Lord, girl. Where's this going to go? <laughs> we went to this uh, hotel and they had a convention. <laughs> brace yourself, kids. They had a convention with a group called, I don't know if I can say the real group name, but it's similar to like Moist and Warm. You can say whatever. We're our internet radio. Well, I know, but I don't want to blow their cover. Oh, oh. But okay. I didn't know what it was, so I asked, and it was all water sports, so it was oh. all potty mouths.
2: Yeah, they nice. have a new hotel in Palm Springs that's literally all urinals. The whole hotel. Literally. That's, that's
1: what I hate about that expression. It just sort of it's like, okay, that sounds like a personal sexual preference. No judgment, but no like, judgment. Uh, no judgment. Get the tarp yeah, So you're just
7: revealing that that's not your thing Eric. And once again,
1: no, that's
4: really not my thing.
1: If you really <laughs> don't ever want to see me again or <laughs> just pee on you. Yeah. No,
2: he once said to me, If I was in bed with someone and they started peeing on me, I would be so mad.
1: Right. I would just I would be furious if Somebody brought a dog to my hospital room. Have you seen this thing with the the what? helper animals? Like at the after the traumas, they fly dogs in and they come to your hospital room. I will kill you all if you bring a dog to my goddamn hospital room. Is I, it to raise I your love spirit? dogs, crazy about dogs, but I don't want one in my hospital room. Yeah,
4: that's people will bring gross.
1: dogs everywhere. Yeah.
4: Well, on the internet now too, you can get vests for special special assistance dogs, but they're not real. So if you put it on, it's, most people it's don't question so it. It's so being abused. It's oh such bullshit. Gosh.
2: Everybody's service animals. It's not a service animal. A service animal is undistractable. If it's a truly trained service animal, you cannot get it to deviate from its master at all. And I see service animals chewing on half of a bicycle tire, barking, helping and themselves around. to some donuts. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's just bullshit.
1: Talking trash about the
2: other people at the mall. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the game. Remind us what the game is. All
7: right, so we're going to play fill in the blank headlines. So my name is Ed Marco and I give good head. I will read an important headline directly from the news or one I completely made up. Your job is simply to fill in the blank with an answer you think is best. Good luck and have fun. Here we go. This one has to do with our founding fathers. A new poll shows Americans think Golden girls? our founding fathers would be blank. A new poll shows Americans think our founding fathers would be blank. British tweeting poll smokers. (laughs) (laughs) All very viable answers. (laughs) The actual headline is, a new poll shows Americans think our founding fathers would be disappointed. Uh,
4: In in what? They think they're dead. Okay,
1: I would just like to pause for a minute to reflect on our abuse of this whole concept of the way that we evoke the image of our founding fathers as this sterling group of totally, I mean... I love this country and good for them that they got around and did it. It was very brave and I think quite the challenge. But we depict them like they were these ass-aching, tired, old, puritanical boars when really they were kind of out there, a little radical, sort of crazy, and up to a lot of really questionable things. And they just kind of lucked into coming up with one of the most remarkable systems of government in history. But Honestly, to act like they were, you know, like your Aunt Polly or some schoolmarm no, is to be no
7: offense, Polly. Is Polly is to really
1: different meant, Polly. Yeah, no, this was the O Polly. <laughs> your Aunt Polly. So um. was
2: that your pause, or are you going to pause now for about thirty seconds? Because you said you wanted to pause and do this. <laughs> I just wanted to
1: step away from the game. It's like that whole notion of disappointed. Our founding fathers would be amazed by what we have done with what they laid down. They would dance naked in the streets. They'd take off their powdered wigs and throw them (laughs) into the air. If they they saw what we had done with New York or Boston or the interstate highway system or public education, they
2: would be
4: astonished. And they might also say, wait a minute, you set them all free (laughs) <laughs> really? There were so many. <laughs> I would think George Washington would be happy with the advances in dental technology. As At well. the I very least. least. And Absolutely. I think they'd also like
2: to know how we fit people in small talking boxes that we all put in our living rooms. Right? As well. they I, mean, would I think, they would be pretty I think impressed. they'd be really okay. happy with Disappointed. that. Disappointed. I'm so, so over that.
6: Yeah.
1: So this
7: is according to a recent Gallup poll. It shows that while most Americans are still proud to call the U.S. their home, there is worry about how the signers of the Declaration of Independence would see things. 71% of the respondents said the Founding Fathers would be dis- disappointed. This is 17% higher than what they said in 2001.
2: So. This is one of those polls where people are asked about something they have no qualification to hold forth <laughs> on. It like right. 50
4: people. Like, and, and what, what are the do type you of think people- of our electrical grid?
2: I'm against it. It's too big. <laughs> like, too much electricity. Yeah. <laughs> I, anyway, okay.
7: And what are the type of people that respond to polls anyway?
1: Yeah, I, I do on TMZ, but apparently that was an all Tea Party poll. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're the ones who drive me the most crazy. With well, this is not the Constitution. That's not what the founding fathers intended. Like I know, and most of those people it,
4: have never heard of the Equal Protection you Clause. You would know, right? Oh, I right. forgot you have Altoids in the studio. That's we right. do have Altoids. Another Supplied great by dinner party show. Another great sponsor <laughs> for the dinner. I'm going to help show. you guys get sponsors. <laughs> yeah, Altoids. Totally. I would
1: love to. We could. We could put them in the gift bags. All dinner party guests get a little takeout takeaway box, a Chinese takeaway box with the dinner party show stamped on it, filled with homemade cookies and it could be Altoids. What if we... you
7: just gave your guests Altoids? That's it. The Maybe real you'd revelation. Be, you'd be sending be getting... a message
1: at that point. When yeah. I went on Total, what if we just when I Altoids? went on Total Request Live, we got they gave us Altoids. I got a big basket of Altoids. You were on TRL? TRL? Yeah. With, for what? For star. For the oh, for, for the, the same book. thing that I wound up with the nude, the nude? pictures for. Oh. Yes. Like uh, uh it was all part of the same. It was very exciting. It just was, you know, like non profit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be impressed if you can get the It was uh, an the Pamela Anderson NGO. Okay, next headline.
7: All right. We are all excited about the recent DOMA rulings by the Supreme Court. So this one has to do with one of our justices. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Is quoted as saying, "I'm sticking blank.
1: I'm, I'm sticking, sticking blank to my leg. I'm sticking my gum under the desk because <laughs> nobody can see me. And I'm a Supreme Court justice, and I can
2: do it. They can't fire me. Mm. Can do whatever the hell um, I want. What is it with the blank? One word or is it a phrase?
7: Just one word. I'm sticking blank. I'm sticking blank. I'm sticking blank. I'm." It's a one word. I'm blanking. It's stick. A one
4: word. I'm sticking. Wow, I don't know. I don't even know how that would work for Matt. For <laughs> one word,
2: <laughs> maybe she's
7: around. Not. It's around. I'm oh. sticking around. Oh I'm sticking my around.
4: god! Oh. You're all so stupid. Oh. I'm sorry. Except <laughs> me. Except me because I got it. You, oh. I'm glad none of you are writers. <laughs> After a long time. <laughs> After a long. After time. a while. Good yeah. for her. Good for, she's for her. She's sticking around. Sticking around. Love Ruth. Ruthie. Keep yeah. going, girl. She, she's
7: she's eighty years old, and she's the leader of the Supreme Court's liberal wing. She's in excellent health. She even lifts weights despite having cracked a pair of ribs again. So she plans to stay While on the lifting bench weights. for oh, a why? few years yeah. longer.
4: Why is she lifting weights?
7: Because she's on the bench.
2: Because she beats mm. the shit out of Alito <laughs> after <laughs> every um, year. It's like, get over here, Samuel. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ed's answer was the perfect one because she's on the bench, of course. She's, she is. On the bench. she's uh, benching, do do? She's benching she's, her weight, which uh, is it. only 72 pounds. That's so. not an image I want to... Yeah, no. I yeah. Back to your centerfold, Eric. All right.
7: Um, so this is for, for all of us because... Paula Dean isn't getting enough press. Paula Dean oh, says, So over her. Paula Dean racist scandal. Angry fans send blank to companies that dropped the famous chef. Angry fans send blank to companies that dropped the famous Watermelons chef. Watermelons
4: and fried chicken. Velveeta. <laughs> Angry fans send.
1: Crisco.
7: Hate
4: mail.
1: To companies that dropped the
4: famous, oh. show. are we
1: supposed to actually guess the
2: right answer? I dropped no. the Million Man March. Oh, you're supposed to come up with it's like Match Game PM. Yeah, I'm
1: going with or Ed, Mad Libs. Yeah, I'm going with Crisco. Yeah, you're like, Gene Rayburn
2: the, or lard.
1: Do you answer Crisco? Lard, lard. Very close. Butter. Rappers.
2: Oh, butter, wow. butter wrappers. So she needs same. new fans.
7: Her, fa- <laughs> well, yeah,
2: she's gonna she, need to replace them because they're all dead. gonna die. They're yeah, enough. Yeah, drinking
1: yeah. gravy is not a beverage, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen.
7: Her fans are getting creative in an attempt to
1: get even with
7: the companies that dropped her following the racist scandal last month. Well, that'll fix them.
4: Yeah. So, oh, yeah.
1: these butter wrappers. Oh my God. Oh no, oh,
4: butter! Not
1: rap. more butter wrappers.
2: Okay.
4: contracts. Okay, right. is there
2: another one?
1: The, the next round
7: is called... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want to play Chris's game. I can't, I can't, I can't talk about Paul Dean anymore. Okay, okay. so, the, yeah. Sure.
7: The next one's called Future Real Exciting and Entertaining Headlines, a.k.a. Free Headlines.
2: Oh, oh. All this right,
7: number one. The New York Times ex- is excited to announce, for the first time ever, the United States has a president who is blank. These are future headlines. Oh.
4: Far Successful. Far off into... who
2: is a woman
4: yeah I was gonna say who is Hillary Clinton who is Hillary
1: Clinton would be great who is gay would be thrilling oh wow that would be astonishing you mean openly
4: gay trans Trans. openly gay (laughs) (laughs) yes who we know is gay
1: who we know is
4: gay and isn't just you know I think Obama's kind of hot just saying,
1: yeah, having fun. Right? Oh, I don't think you get elected president if people don't think you're kind
4: of hot. Yeah, true. That's Clinton true. was the hottest, right? Oh, yeah, at the uh, time. Well, John F. Kennedy, hot. if we're going to go there. Yeah, Clinton Jesus. Was hot. Clinton All right, was hot. let's do another one. Yeah, <laughs> Tom, Tom Daly's going to be president. Moving right now, Christopher's <laughs> oh, voting. Christopher's going to be writing Tom, in Tom, Tom Daly for president. He can
7: because
2: yeah. he's not a citizen. and That is a travesty. No, anyway, go ahead.
7: This headline in straight from Harper's Bizarre Journal. Oh. Officially decided by the American public. The worst sequel ever made is blank. Oh. All of them.
4: <laughs> the Hangover 2. Yeah. Oh, is this is future? No, Fast this is future. Fast and Furious
1: 73.
2: Revenge of Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs>
1: Titanic 2. The Wind
2: is Back. Get it? It's the Gone with the Wind sequel. The Wind is Back. Back yeah. with the Wind.
4: Back with the Wind. <laughs> Jaws of Life. Yeah. Uh, okay. Reese okay. 3. This is from Oh, that's
2: a good one. <laughs> now you were that saying earlier good. we don't want to you, one of your dream guests is Michelle Pfeiffer for your show because you want to ask her about
4: Grease oh 2. Oh my god, I want to ask her about Grease 2 So what much. do you want to I ask love her. Grease too? Have you seen Grease you seen 2, Eric Sharcoin?
1: I think so. That's the one with uh, gonna gonna Caulfield, bowl, Maxwell right? Caulfield. Tonight. Maxwell yeah, Caulfield. Maxwell Caulfield. Absolutely. We're gonna bowl Back in the day. I don't, don't think it's worked out for him, but we
2: rock. We're gonna roll no, with the rock. We're gonna ball. We're gonna bow. Score, 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 score.
4: Cool writer. Yeah, you know, Cool Writer, right? Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer is in Grease too. No, we should, it was like her first major role. We and should then, do a whole show about Grease too. Oh my god! Oh no! Oh, no, I no. Be here?
2: Ow! Ow! Eric! Ow! Stop!
4: <laughs> I want to be here when you do. It's
2: so Grease good.
1: Too. I'll have okay. to rewatch it. I don't really have strong memories of okay, it. Okay, in the time we I have left.
2: There. Let's switch to the game that we have. Go for it. Let's do it. It's not a very elaborate game, but we are going to guess the celebrity's real name. Michael Caine.
1: Oh, I thought we were going to do it the other way. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. We were going to say the, the name and then guess who the
7: celebrity
4: I can't get, was. Michael
2: Caine's not can his real name? Could you guess
4: his real name? Archie Leach. <laughs> Pau- Paulie D. Um,
2: you're right. That's a terrible Michael word. Michael Caine. His real name
4: is Robert Crutch.
2: Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what is Michael okay. Caine's real name? Uh, Michael Scott. It was like, okay, I could yeah. have just guessed for remember. hours. Yeah. Tom okay. B. Uh, okay. Who is... <laughs>
4: Who is? That's the worst game. (laughs) We're (laughs) we're working it out. It's
2: a better game. Guess what I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what I'm thinking right now. You pull my finger. (laughs) Guess what I'm thinking. Uh, Okay.
1: (laughs) We're we're working it out on air.
7: (laughs) It's all good. We're working
2: it out. It's a live show. You're with fellow radio
1: hosts. We're all good. The drinking game has gone too
2: far, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) Not for me. Who is this celebrity? Frederick... Osterlitz.
7: Frederick of Hollywood. Fred Astaire.
2: You are cheating and looking at my no, iPad. No, I'm not. Oh, you are right. Oh. You were right. You're right. You're That's totally Fred right. Astaire? Yeah. yeah. I
1: think it's Frederick of Hollywood. Nice. Yeah. Frederick of Hollywood. Maybe that Fred Astaire is Maybe Frederick is. of Hollywood. That would be a good twist. Revealed yeah. on the dinner. Party Everybody show. needs a retirement. Plan. I would have said Fred Savage. Uh, who?
2: Yeah, oh I no, like... <laughs> that's a that's a giveaway. That's a giveaway. If the last name didn't change, okay.
4: It's like Madonna Chacon. <laughs> <laughs> who is? Oh,
2: this is good. Who is Joyce Penelope
4: Wilhelmina Frankenberg? Oh, fucked. Bonnie Franklin. She's fucked. Mm, nope. um, Joyce Penelope Wilhelmina Frankenberg. That's a terrible name. Suzanne
2: Summers. No.
4: Penelope Cruz. <laughs> uh, how about I give you a
2: hint? Please. Okay. She's British. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Dean Mirren. Dame no, Judi okay. Dench. No. It's Jane Seymour. Oh. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of name, Jane. That's, that's a lot that's of names. A lot.
4: Good thing you changed that. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, or that
1: we would still be waiting for the credits to finish rolling from... <laughs>
4: She Dr. was your Quinn, cousin, Dr. Quinn. Woman,
1: right? It would just keep rolling yeah. by because the name would still be Eric Shaw Quinn, medicine screen. woman.
2: Absolutely. That's me. Uh, if, listen, if Eric Shaw Quinn is your medicine woman, you are fucked. You are <laughs> really <laughs> in serious trouble. <laughs> but Ew, he's got I don't great hair. Oh be, my God. Be, yeah, absolutely. Put something over that. Jesus. Yeah, I have a band aid for that uh, cancer. Okay. Stevland, Hardaway, Green Tea, Morris, Stevland, Stevland,
4: Hardaway,
2: Morris.
4: Stevland is a name. Mm -hmm. Stevland. I saw Uh, you just cheat.
1: I Stevie Nicks. Stevland. No, No. I didn't see. I can't see that far. Um, You are overestimating my vision ability. A male
4: name or a female? I'm going to guess
1: um, Jay Z. Steve. uh, (laughs) Because I have no idea. No, his name is Carter. is, Is any? I thought. Isn't it? Yeah, it is because it, it's the Mrs. Mrs. Carter, Carter tour. tour. Uh, so either Steve she's Martin. married to somebody else, Steve Martin. No, no, no.
2: But that was a good guess.
1: Yeah, Rick
7: Moranis. Mean. No, <laughs> You're no. Just but I, I like the bold choices. Give I us Andrea Martin. The,
2: the hint is that the first name is in those syllables. The real, the celebrity's first name. So, well, Steve McQueen. Stevland no. something. No, Stevie what? Wonder. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh,
1: His okay. real name is Steve-Land?
2: And This one is so- I see like Evelyn. This one is so out there, I'll have to give you a hint. Peggy Hira, okay? Peggy Hira? Peggy Hira was married to a cast member from Jaws 3D. Oh, I uh, saw Jaws 3D.
4: Meg Ryan. Yes. Oh, Dennis Quaid. Wow. Dennis her wow. Name is-
2: As a kid, Margaret, Mary, Emily, and Hira just went by Peggy Hira. She eventually decided she liked Meg better and then switched to her mom's maiden name of Ryan.
4: Hira sounds Asian. Right? It's right?
2: H-Y-R-A. Oh. H-Y-R-A. So now it's like... And Dennis yeah. Quaid would be the like only Greek.
4: person I would know from any Jaws movie. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes, I, I, I know all the Jaws movies. Oh. She How many that, are she there? She was in
1: that same one, wasn't she? You She's know in, a well,
4: lot. I thought you said Lance Armstrong. No, Bess no. Oh, Armstrong. best. Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah,
1: know. I
2: don't know what best. Lance seen Armstrong Jaws. has done except drugs. <gasps> really? I have seen every Jaws
4: film a million
2: times. Really? Yeah. Are they good? No. No, no. The first one is. The other ones are terrible. <laughs> I want to see the first one. I've only yeah. seen 3D. <laughs> oh, man. The fourth one, Jaws the Revenge, that Lorraine Gary got made because she was married to the head of the studio, and it's about the shark goes to the Bahamas to take revenge on her family. It is the best bad movie. Well, no, it's not. This Grease time it's two. personal. It's, no, Grease 2 has more joie de if you will. <laughs> I love Grease 2. Grease 2 is cool a Apparently, Yes, I'm
1: gonna have to watch this movie oh, it's again. So good.
2: delightfully awful. Yes. Peter Jean Hernandez. This is a singer, contemporary singer who's famous oh, right I now. I know this
4: one, so I'm gonna sit it out. Peter Jean. Gene- Gene- I want to watch these people squirm in their seats. Pete, Hernandez. Pete
1: Seeger. Isn't that his name? No. That's he's that's more contemporary right. than that. Yeah, I keep
4: oh, can I give them a hint? Justin Bieber. Um Solar System. Pete Townsend.
2: Uh, much more, much more contemporary. Who? <laughs> yeah, that's about as contemporary as I get. <laughs> I, I say Usher. No, it's Bruno Mars. I said Solar System. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. All
4: right, I'm sick of
2: this game. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I'm sick of this game, too. Does, any, does anybody want to know what my real name is? It is. It's Christopher Rice. It's, oh, so that's a bad do you have game a middle too. name? Travis.
4: Christopher Travis well, Rice. We were supposed
1: to guess, Christopher. Oh, oh. damn it. So Shit. you guys can ask. Um, who
4: are your dream guests? Um... We talked about Tom God, Daly really earlier, dream, didn't yes. we, right? Yes, yeah, Tom we Daly would Tom be, Tom. I
1: would love to have, and then as long as we're on that vein, like Henry Cavill would be really lovely. We would or barely get George through the George Clooney, interview. or Brad Pitt, or Angelina Jolie. I'll bet I would Eric would go on the bathroom. So obviously,
4: we book with our crotch here at the Dinner Party Eric would show. go to the bathroom a lot if Henry Cavill was in here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> he he or I
1: would just different. wait until it was over, and then just he go and stay a really long He would put a catheter in so he didn't have to leave, as All the us party people would be drunk. He wouldn't get me out of the room. <laughs> if Henry Cavill was here. You I'm like that Henry Cavill. He is mm-hmm. really something. Um who would be interesting? Rachel Maddow. I would love to have Rachel uh, Maddow. Yeah, on she'd the be show. Great. She would be yeah, a fascinating absolutely.
2: guest. That's a really good choice. Yes.
1: I was trying to think of newsmakers and people from the world I would be I would...
2: pretty excited about Andrew Sullivan.
1: Andrew Sullivan yeah. would be really interesting. Hillary Clinton. Hillary oh Hillary god. Be. oh Hillary my god. Oh my god, I would just die if Hillary Clinton I sent a request for Bill Yeah, why not? Bill, absolutely. Bill would be the the same story, of course. Maya Angelou
2: I sent one to her, but an interesting
1: that's an interesting Yeah, I wonder if there are people from entertainment that I would like. Uh, Cicely Tyson, I would also love to. We
2: would like to have the comedian on the Big Gay Sketch Show who did Maya Angelou Reed's Craigslist M, for M <laughs> sex ads. Did she you ever have... see that? Oh that my was God, genius. that was
1: really one of the funniest things ever. Oprah
4: Winfrey, I'd love to have Oprah She'd on the be show. Great. Can Barbara, I be a bitch? Or Barbara Walters. Can I be a bitch? I'm not a Maya Angelou person.
2: I'm not either. That's why we sort of. No, I'm just thinking kind of, went of past who I, it.
4: who I reached out to. Yeah, um, yeah because they were uh, requesting. By a fan of ours, she was requested, and I was thinking, man, she just reads things really slow. Yeah, 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 hmm. yeah. I guess she's, she's okay. definitely there of a time. There may of a be she's of a time.
1: She may be somebody. I, I might actually like her if I met her, but I've never been all that blown away by. Yeah. My Angelou, she seems like a nice enough lady. She always seems like maybe she's had a couple. Maybe mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in. I Which would people. she
2: would fit in right here at the dinner party uh, show? That would make her certainly part today. of the, the. We have the an gang. open bar here at the dinner yeah, party. Yeah, so she
1: thing. would definitely come.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. more interested in
2: behind. Tell the us scenes. again as we wrap up about how people listen to your show because as we've learned here at the dinner party show, you have to tell them four million times. Oh, <laughs> not our to... party people—they figured it out—but everybody else.
4: Yeah. Just start with Twitter and Instagram at Hello Poly Show and Polly. With a Y, P A U uh, L Y. From there, you can go to, it takes you to LA Talk Radio. We're on Channel 2 live every Tuesday and Thursday. We're on Instagram. Easiest uh, way to I-
7: iTunes also. Just go to iTunes in the search engine, put Hello Polly Show. Yeah, I super easy. Show.
2: Excellent. That's fantastic, Thank you guys, guys so much. Thank you. We're going to ask you to stick around in the lobby so we can get a photo with you before you leave. Ooh. But we want to thank you for Take coming. Thank you for fancy. having well, us to that we'll dinner. That's how you want to play it. Yeah, The first of many that. appearances here at the Dinner Party Absolutely. Show. Absolutely. We hope so.
1: Especially since you're in the neighborhood.
2: Oh, we can walk right up. Absolutely. Right. And now it's time for a special edition of our ongoing series, Best Served Warm. And now,
1: in keeping with the Dinner Party Show's commitment to community enrichment, it's time for another in our ongoing series of public service announcements featuring the people who make the Dinner Party Show what it is. Best served warm.
2: Hi, I'm Teresa Sparks, and I'm a true patriot. Many of you may be familiar with my show, Crosses to Burn, on the Freedom Network. And even more of you may have read one of my controversial bestsellers that Rupert Murdoch bought every copy of and then mailed to everyone he's ever met. (laughs) Ah, liberty. (coughs) Now, I'd like to talk to you Americans today about people who aren't willing to wait in line for seven hours to vote. Now, if you're out there and you're one of those lazy, unmotivated citizens who isn't willing to muster the patience needed to take part in our democratic process, what we should be talking about is how you're a drag on our nation's economy and probably no better than the men and women who had to cook and clean for me while I worked really hard to get into the same Ivy League school my father and grandfather both went to. Look, here's the deal, fellow patriots, I'm too busy making sure this country doesn't turn into a place where self-respecting pretty girls like myself, who work hard to keep a decent handle on our coke problem, aren't forced to be able to tell the difference between a Mexican and a Guatemalan. (laughs) So. Unless you people want the DMV to refuse to give you a driver's license, unless you can tell the difference between a feather Indian and a dot Indian, we need to keep our priorities in the right place. So I say get a good foot massager and some good reading material because voting requires time, effort, and money. I'm still Teresa Sparks, no matter what the liberal media elite says about my porn past, and keep an eye out for my new book, The Rocket's White Glare. And yes, to those of you who have written me, once again, it will be double-spaced, in 18-point typeface with a poll quote on each page, because I know full well that most of you are really, really dumb, and I like it that way. <laughs> Teresa Sparks, wow, she needs to lay off the cigarettes and the bigotry. What was that sound? I, I think she was trying to play her, you know, super American music at us. And, oh, was that it? I yeah. don't know, it was, it was
1: an odd sort of, it was well, kind of a an electrical feedback, like, did you crash into your- You know what, your-
2: Brandon was at Comic-Con this week, and he has just been He's impossible to deal with. He's still on Red Bull, and- um, All jumped up on Mike Red and I, Bull. Candy. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're back to our regular format, and we'll be in our regular format for a while,
1: or our irregular format, <laughs> depending regular. on how
2: you look at it. Yeah, I was a little riot some espresso this weekend, and anyway. Well, our guests were wonderful, wonderful. Excuse me. And next week we will have no matter what we decided to call them, Paulie D and Jersey Shore Marcos. <laughs> Um, we will be back with Jack Morrissey, who has been on the show before. We think that's
1: his name. We're not really sure. Team Jack is his podcast. Absolutely. So our resident expert will be here next week to comment on... Everything
2: We wanted him to come back to comment on Comic-Con because his partner, Bill Condon, directed the last two Twilight movies. He's also an Oscar winner and and a very respected filmmaker. But he says, I don't do Comic-Con anymore because the Twilight thing is over. He used to go to do it to support Bill. And I said, well, Jack, I have a feeling that you're going to have an opinion about what happened
1: at Comic-Con. I I would think that we ought to have a show where we try and find something that
2: Jack doesn't have an opinion about. (laughs) I could get people to write in. You know what, and then we'll what do this show. What doesn't Jack have an opinion about? And then we'll do the show to try to find something you don't have an opinion about. Oh, there, there isn't anything, there is I anything I don't anything. have an opinion about, right?
5: What is up with these
2: napkins? <laughs> anyway, um, I don't need napkins in my hospital room. So
1: thank you for joining us today. We've had a great time. We had great guests, and it's really good to be home and back from that
2: cruise ship. Oh, that again.
1: Yes, that the, for the, the pictures rest of our looked life.
2: really nice, actually.
1: Well, you know. Yeah, everybody looks great with wend in their hair and Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well this Being has been by
1: the restless leg dancers.
2: This has been the Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Quinn. And we'll be back next week at the regular time, eight PM Eastern, five PM Pacific at the dinnerpartyshow dot com. And the podcast will post soon after. Until then. Thanks. Thanks for listening.